Hello everybody and welcome back to Bond by Numbers. Today it's our holiday special and I'm delighted, gentlemen, to be welcoming everybody back to the show after about a month away. Here we are back again to ring in the Yuletide. My name is Scott Powell and as always, I'm joined by my esteemed Bond cousins across the pond, Josh and Jeff. Gentlemen, how you been? Ho, ho, ho. Doing well. Yeah, I mean, I say I'm, I'm ho ho holding on for dear life with this uh, <laughs> holiday season, but no, we're doing okay. I'm doing pandemic okay. life, huh? It continues. It continues. Mm, it does. Omicron is the new Bond villain. Yeah, or Decepticon. Or yeah. <laughs> Either way, he is not getting a Christmas card. Not for me. Not for me, at oh. least. No. Mm. Is everything going well for Christmas prep, guys? Are you excited? Well, it's going. Uh, excited? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm. I'm kind of. <laughs> I mean, it's getting there. I mean, I like. I actually, I'm going to meet my girlfriend's uh, parents for the first time coming up this week, That's and cool. uh, That's so that'll be cool. interesting. That'll be fun. Uh, we should just clarify, I guess, for our listeners, Jeff, um, because in the past, you know, Rachel's been mentioned on the show. You know, last yeah, blah blah blah. Yeah, but with the dance in Canada, <laughs> in Canada, you're not a two hour drive away from girlfriend's parents. Oh, you know, no, no, and no. We're talking hours on a other, plane. Other side of, like, the farthest side you can get country. away, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know. So, yeah. And so, it's not in, it's uh, not at all unlikely that, that you've got a, a relationship where you might be together for years before you actually see the other the other side of the family. And yeah, COVID, that's a man. thing. Yep. What did you say that's her family it. was in Burnaby? Uh, like, well, they're outside of Vancouver. Uh, like, kind of rich. They're Richmond, more or less. Richmond, yeah, down there. by the ferry. Yeah. The ferry yep. takes you to Vancouver mm-hmm. Island there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I were, that. were they affected by the flooding? Um, not directly, but I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously they, it was, yeah, I mean, they had a lot of rain, but they were not like affected like everyone else you saw in the news. They're in a good place of drainage then. Uh, better than a lot of people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A good place Elevated. of drainage. That, by the way, is an awesome title for a book. A good place a of good drainage. A good place of drainage. Maybe a do-it-yourself plumbing yeah. book, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, just but I guess it could be kind of just like a, a random, I guess it could be a random New York Times bestseller about, I don't know, something in small town Pennsylvania or something like that. I was going like to say it's a, the biography going, of Joe going. the Plumber. <laughs> going to go write the, the great American novel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, exactly. I'll let be the next Tom, Be the next Thomas Pinchon or the next William Forster or something like that. <laughs> Ad Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I think we have enough Anne Ryan sensibilities in the world right now. <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> You're quite right, pal. You're absolutely right. And uh, listen, everybody, thank you for joining us. And speaking of sensibilities, um, uh-huh. today's episode is just all about having a laugh, okay? Uh, it's ridiculous. It's silly. It's Bond by numbers take on a Bond Christmas. So we're going to have some fun features, some trivia like we did in last year's holiday special. And we welcome you to play cheer. play along with us, yes, yeah, and some Yuletide cheer. And we could all use a little bit, guys, because I tell you what, it's dark days just now. Uh, but with Christmas coming, we all need an excuse to celebrate. It's always yes. darkest before the dawn. Mm-hmm. Josh, you're very prophetic so far today. Always look on the bright side of life. Do, 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 do. <laughs> You've just do, do, popped do, do, do. a pin in that balloon. <laughs> right. Yeah, jo- uh, guys, I'm... <laughs> I'm prepared here today with my sleigh bells. Oh Dude, Monty Python in the Life of Brian was talking about like abortion in 1976-77. So they're pretty, they were pretty ahead of the curve. I'm just trying to say that's prophetic to me. 
Well, I was going to say, like, if you're talking about the bright side of life, then you have, like, with the Suicide Squad here to liberate you. <laughs> Showed them. That's, like, my favorite line of the whole movie. Well, second favorite line, but... <laughs> it depends what Suicide Squad, though, too. Is the Monty Python well, Suicide it definitely, Squad or the Harley Quinn well, Suicide Squad? He, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. The James Gunn Eric- Suicide Squad, yeah. not the... I can still see Eric Idle in a, in a James Gunn film, though. I'll tell mm-hmm. you that. <laughs> he must be what, like in his seven? He must be in almost eighties now. I would say Eric Idle. Oh yeah, yeah. He oh, was one of the younger yeah. members of the troupe, I, I believe. Yeah, but yeah. no, I don't know. He's uh, he's up there, guys. He's up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually was watching the first episode of Monty Python the other day, and when John Cleese walks in to rob the lingerie store, that is such a good bit. That's like in the very first episode because yeah. he thinks he's robbing a bank, but it's a lingerie store. Uh, it's a lingerie show. But they keep repeating things because it's they're waiting for this guy to walk on the set to show it up. And then it cross cuts to this one of the Python troop dressed up as like a wife or a mother talking to her son at the table. And then he goes, I just got this thing from the BBC. I'm supposed to walk on. What the hell is a walk on? And so like they're waiting in the scene and the lingerie store robbery for this guy to show up. Right. Anyways, uh, just absolutely bizarre. And then there was a whole entertainment section about a bunch of trees having discussions together so i i don't know was that like precursor to that zach galifianakis thing uh between two ferns oh, I, between I have no idea ferns. yeah <laughs> yeah okay well let's see if we can crawl out this rabbit hole boys well the rabbit hole is is that between two ferns we have between two point of setup ferns and then so we're back at christmas and then I'm looking at your name mm. on the screen here. Yeah. And Scott yeah. has himself identified as Dr. Ho Ho Holly Goodhead. Sorry. Uh, Dr. Ho? Like, what do you mean? Uh, like, you're just going to have that muscle relaxing thing? Like, what do you. <laughs> Dr. Ho, yeah. <laughs> and Jeff, is, uh, no time to decorate copy. today. Yeah, no time to decorate. Yeah. That's right. And I'm just Joshua Claus. Mm-hmm. Joshua Claus. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, uh, so what's the format for today's show, guys? Uh, well, like last year, we've got a bunch of fun, fun. games and silly silly <laughs> crap for everybody to enjoy. Uh, I have tried my absolute best in building these features to think of lightheartedness. Okay, that, that's sort of what's driving the show here today. And We're selling <laughs> fun, we're selling games, yeah. we're selling amusements, we're selling raffle tickets and participation prizes, and also... <laughs> 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 Just slow down, boy. Yeah, I was gonna say we it's got heavy the whole schmear. We've got an advent. Ca- yeah, we have an advent calendar uh, for each day. Like we got, we got everything, man. Just subscribe to our OnlyFans, and you'll five dollars a tip, and you, you we'll give you a whole bunch of uh, exciting stuff. Do you know what, guys? I mean, you, you talk about advent calendars, Josh. But now that mm. we've got twenty five official bonds, you could oh, actually do something almost. with the advent calendar. You could calendar. do it. You, yeah. see, you see, and, and you I and I, you, we're connected. Yeah, that's like we are. Like it's kismet. You know, it's kismet. Well, you you are related. That's true. We are. That's just also sadly true. So I mean, there is that. There is that. But it's funny. I didn't actually think of it that way. I know people do like the countdown to Christmas with the Bond films and all of that stuff. But with my recent receipt of um, Ruben Wakeman's. Um, Oh, yes. Uh, 25 Bonds poster. I can see them all lined out there, you know, like all 25 of them. And it's like, boom. You remember that? What's that game on the prices, right? You used to punch a hole. You used to punch a hole through the the money wall and pull out a certificate or a check or whatever it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. You could do something cool with that. You could actually do something. Or you could just watch. 
you could just watch all the Bonds up to Christmas if you wanted. You know? Well, it, they used to do that, right? Like on the shows when they just didn't have any live programming, they would just have like marathons of shows. And I know that like yeah. they would always have all the Bonds because that way, you know, <laughs> that's like what, right. like four days worth of programming with without a, a warm-blooded person talking. <laughs> quite right, quite right. Well, gentlemen, um, as I intimated I have today with me my trusty festive sleigh bells, which we'll be using at Ooh. different intervals throughout the show. And uh, no I just like to the communicate. Ear, the eardrum ear bleeding, folks. It's normal. It's that's right. It's, it's sleigh bells yeah. being merry. It's festive, <laughs> exactly. Hey, it's blood festive. is red, and that's a festive color, so we're, it's good. That's right. Yeah. Well, no. well. Without further ado, shall we just hop in and yeah. start this show? We're gonna get some hop-ons. Let's do it. Get some Let's hop-ons. <laughs> <laughs> no touching. Uh, <laughs> it's time for the Bond by Numbers holiday special. Let's get on yeah. with the fun. Yeah. So, gents so let's go our first game i call sleigh ride now why do i call it sleigh ride you might ask well think of this sleighs are pulled by dogs or horses typically horses right Mm -hmm. horses and horsepower connect to engine and brake horsepower what I'm going to do in this game, and, and by the way, a disclaimer, okay, a disclaimer, before I even get started, we know that this is not exactly how horsepower works. This game is not an exact replication of the science behind the horsepower, okay, and, the, and all that stuff. So just before we get any angry auto experts kind of calling in and yep. writing us all these emails about, this is not what this is, bond cars or this, but we know <laughs> yeah. that this is not how horsepower works, okay? We're just having a bit of fun. It's a game. Not an approximation. I appreciate that disclaimer because I, I kind yeah. of, you know, believed in that. You know, just as some people believe that uh, Rome never existed or that the Earth is flat. <laughs> That's right, and we know Rome was, existed yeah. because where did Little Caesar's Pizza come from if it didn't? Exactly. Exactly. It was created or, by the Roman Catholic Church, obviously, in the 1500s. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They needed also, more money. Yeah. To tie this in with Christmas and a, a, a fun Christmas movie, uh, Home Alone, Little Nero's Pizza. Ooh. Keep the change, you filthy animal. So, guys, here it goes, okay? Here's what's going to happen. I am going to give you the name of a Bond car, all right? Mm. I'm then going to tell you that Bond car's engine spec Mm. without the brake horsepower. How many horses would it take to pull the sleigh that could match in speed with the Bond car, okay? (laughs) Okay. So, yeah, we know this ain't how horsepower works, but you got to guess the horsepower on the car. Here Mm. we go. The first car from Die Another Day, the Aston Martin V12 Vanquish. That is a 5.9 liter V12 engine. And here are your brake horsepower options. 290, 460, 700. Now, just before you give your answer, let's let the listeners know that Josh and Jeff have decided to compete this year instead of forge their strengths. And as a result of that, we have a 
rivalry on our hands. Well, I was going to say it's more like I'm giving Josh an early Christmas present and not <laughs> and not basically having our team falter with my quality of answers. Well, the beauty of a multiple choice test, boys, is that, you know, <laughs> the Belcher. <laughs> it could go <laughs> the Belcher only if you know what I'm intending. It's only good that way. <laughs> right. So once again, 290, 460 or 700 looking for the horsepower in Die Another Day's Vanquish. The V12 5.9 liter. Uh, I'm going to say 700. Okay. I'm also going to say 700. Okay. Wow. All right, guys. Uh, Next car is the AMC Hornet from the man with the golden gun. Oh, nice. How many horses would it take to pull the sleigh equivalent to that 5.9 liter V8? This is the car that Roger Moore's Bond steals from the dealer and does his Uh. jump, right? In... Okay, so is it 175, 270, or 315 horsepower? I'm going to go with 270. Yeah. Okay. I say that. You're going there as well. Okay. Yes, sir. Next up is a 4.2 liter V8 Ford Mustang. This is Fiona Volpe's Fiona Thunderball Volpe's. Mustang. Yeah. Right. Thunderball, what is the brake horsepower? 180. 225 safety belt. or 271. 180, 225, or 271. How many horses do you need to keep up? I'm going to say 225. Okay. Next up is one of uh, the Double O, Double o Taylor's favorite cars. The Living Daylight's Aston Martin. Ah, very nice. 5.3 nice V8 gents. Mm. How many horses underneath the bonnet? Is it 250? 300 or 380? I'm going to go for 380. I'm going to go... That sounded like you were quoting darts. 380. 380. (laughs) Now that's a score. (laughs) It would be with three darts, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with the second option, Scott. 300 horsepower. Okay. Next up, guys, it's it's one of the more obscure cars, less celebrated, I think, in the Bond films, the but I always liked it. No, not the tuk-tuk. <laughs> no, no, that's, not the tuk-tuk. That's, that's not horsepower. That's manpower. <laughs> it's yes. the Maserati Bit Turbo 425 oh. that Sanchez drives in, or Sanchez's goons drive in License mm. to Kill. So yeah. that's a 2.5 liter V6. How many horses under the bonnet is it 150 196 or 240 i go for 240 okay. uh i'll go 240 as well it doesn't have yeah okay. i mean I'll, I'll go with that all right guys next up from dr no mm. bond's first car chase was in yeah. chevrolet bel-air and oh this my. is the one he got from the airport so oh yeah is it black right yeah I, that's right it's a it 4.3 4.3 liter V8. How many horses underneath? Is it 185, 230, or 283? I'm going to say uh, number number B. <laughs> 230. Okay. Yes, please. All right, guys. Now, here's a car that we've talked a lot about on the show before. In both so no the pressure, Redux, that's what you're saying. No pressure. In both the Redux episode and in our first review, I know it's something we all like. It's the 750IL BMW in Tomorrow Never Dies. Oh, yeah. That's a 5.4 liter V12. Is it 
195 horses, 263 horses, or 326 horses. How powerful has that sled got to be to keep up with them? Mm. Uh, I would go with the 300 and some you just said. 26, okay. Yeah, same as me. You're going there too, Josh. All right. Mm -hmm. Hey, guys, you may remember a little film called Goldfinger where Felix Leiter has a Ford Thunderbird. Oh, yeah, that film. Yeah. Yeah, that film, that little one. That uh, lesser lesser known gem, a V8, yeah. 390 cubic inch engine. We've got 215, 315, or 415 horses working it. I'd say 215. Mm. Okay, Josh. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. You're gonna go 215 as well, okay? Yes. Let's let's just two- state for the fact that I know nothing about cars or speeds of cars, so this is surely. Uh. Because once at the very beginning, when you get the, when you go to the higher model cars, like for example the Vanquish, you you establish what you understand about horsepower and whatnot. It so goes then fast. you're on you're on you're on a gradient going downwards as the cars get older. In my logic, <laughs> well, okay, so right. so in my opinion, so like one question determines the rest of my answers going forward. So yeah, this will screwed. probably be a domino effect of failure all the way to the bottom. And that that it, is my anticipation. <laughs> The, be- the best part of that whole thing is that you brought that back to Domino. <laughs> That's right. And you didn't even yeah. realize it. That's right. But uh, the other thing you have you to can. kind of think about is is that the weight of cars back then mm-hmm. is a lot different, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Cars were super heavy. So they actually had to have a quite a bit of horsepower even just to go, let alone mm-hmm. go fast. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not What's saying sure? that's like a hint, but... Uh, if you notice, like a lot of cars did have substan- like pretty good horsepower just because it was just like literally like a a battleship with wheels. <laughs> it's so much steel. That's true. Stuff. Yeah, that's true. Now, guys, you know, the other thing to remember, the third thing in that list to remember, Josh's um, little appeal there, then Jeff's logic. And now my point is that well, not this is appeal, not more of a declaration. Okay, not how horsepower works. It's um, it's just a bit of fun. So don't worry too much yes. about your score, Josh. Two cars left to go, guys. Are nine and ten. Here we go. Mm-hmm. From for your eyes only, the Lotus Esprit mm-hmm. Turbo, driven both by Ferrara and Bond. Nice. Do we have? It's a two point two liter sixteen valve turbo inline four cylinder engine. But what's the horsepower? One fifty, one seventy five, or two ten. I'll go, I'll go for 210. I'll go 175. Okay. Last car. It's one of your favorites, Jeff. Oh, it's Tracy's is it the... ride in oh, all yeah, Majesty's Secret oh, Service, the Mercury yeah. Cougar. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a 7 liter, 428 Cobra jet overhead Ooh. valve. So let's have a look. Under the hood, 300, 335, or 395. How many horsepower? 300, 335, or 395? Um, just because there's the word Cobra, it sounds super badass. And we all know that Cobras have a big hood, so I'm guessing there's a lot underneath this hood. <laughs> okay. And I'm really yes. just grandstanding, so I'm just going to say the last I like answer. because The whole reason for my logic for the 395 is that this is how I passed math. Is like, I probably don't have the right answer, but at least you can see the logic where I got there. So I'm going to get half points. Or I'm hoping to get half points. That's where I'm going here. That's a good hope. Josh, what about you? 300, 335, or 395? I'll go with 335. Okay. Well, gentlemen, that's our slave ride game over. 
and I'm now ready to reveal the winner. So one of you will receive a spectacular sleigh ride uh, because there is a winner here. I can tell you that much. Oh, that's good. And the loser is going to have to walk their way up to Piz Gloria with Irma Bunt, oh I'm afraid, behind, dra- dragged behind her Mercedes in the snow. I will tell you, um, I'll tell you the answers, <laughs> and I'll tell you sure. that the winner didn't just win by one. The winner didn't just win, by, win two. by two or three, but instead Domino effect I'm talking about. Four. Well, Josh, you're right if you're referring to our friend Jeff, because Jeff got one correct, and you, my friend, have got five correct. Josh is the winner oh. of the first game, the sleigh ride. So, Jeff, you are walking. So it either went in one Gloria. direction or, or the other direction. Uh, well, let's have a quick rundown of the scores, okay? So sure. the the Aston Martin V12 Vanquish is 700, uh, sorry, is 460 horsepower. Neither of you got that right. The AMC Hornet comes in at 175. You guys both said 270. The Ford Mustang, driven by Fiona Volpe, it's at 271. You guys said oh. 225. Uh, the Aston Martin Vantage has 380 horsepower. Josh got that one, but Jeff, you were just off with 300. I got my car right. Awesome. That's good. The Maserati Bit Turbo, License to Kill, is at 196. You both said 240. Mm. The Chevy Bel Air, Josh got at 185, whereas Jeff said 230. The BMW, just, mm. the BMW, you both nailed it, 326. Nice. Ford Thunderbird. We should get that right since we talked about the car many times, yeah. so... The Ford sure. Thunderbird has 315 horsepowers. Uh, uh, Lotus Esprit, 210. So Jeff doesn't get it, but Josh does. And Josh also okay. got the Mercury Cougar at 335. <laughs> Although I love the, the logical talk, it got you nowhere. Because, Jeff, you were wrong with that one. The hood of the Cobra and all of that. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah, I know. That's, was, yeah, like Cobra I said. Commander let you down, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he really did. All right, so after round one, Josh, you've got five points. Good job. Jeff, you've got one. So I'd be interested to hear from uh, listeners at home if you're playing along. Let us know how you did in that ridiculously stupid game. And once again, we know that's not how <laughs> horsepower works. <laughs> no. <laughs> it wasn't fun for you a few minutes ago, Josh. You were, you were not enjoying that a few minutes ago. Here we go. Game two. This is called Bond in December. My name is Bond, James Bond. So guys, only five of the official 25 James Bond films opened in the month of December. The following questions are loosely based around this stuff. Okay? Okay. Loosely. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But (laughs) loosely is the operative word. Yeah. Yeah. Question number one. Charlie Brown Christmas, or more accurately, A. Charlie Brown Christmas, first appeared on U.S. television on December 9th of this year, the same that saw Rick Van Nutter star as Felix Leiter. Tell me the year. I'm not giving you choices for this one. I'm going to say 1965. 65. Josh and Jeff, are. you're both saying 65. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. You're both correct. It's 1965. Yeah, Good work. The film, of course, is Thunderball. Number two, On Her Majesty's Secret Service, gentlemen, opened a week before Christmas on the 18th of December, 1969. What else might some TV or film aficionados remember that holiday season for? Is it A, it marked the first Christmas season with TV's color programming from the BBC? Is it B, The Young and the Restless, airing its first episode? Is it C, 
Celebrity chef Gordon Ramsay was born. Or D. The Lion in Winter and Funny Girl were released, two films that would see their respective lead roles, played by Barbara Streisand and Katharine Hepburn, tie for Best Actress at the next year's Oscars. Once again, Her Majesty's Secret Service opened in December of 69. What else might that season be remembered for? First year of ever for color broadcasting on British television. Celebrity chef Gordon Ramsay was born. The Young and the Restless airs its first episode. Or Barbara Streisand and Catherine Hepburn star in two films, which go on in the next year's Oscars to tie for Best Actress. Wow. I'm going to have to go with the... The Young and the Restless. Young and the Restless. Okay, Josh. Yep. Jeff? Um, I'm going to go with color broadcasting. Color broadcasting. Okay. Well, one of you's got it. The correct answer is that in December of 1969 marked the first year that the BBC ever broadcasted in color. So, that's good work. That's because The Lion in Winter was 1968 and the Oscars was 69. Yeah. Because Catherine Hepburn was in for the lion was nominated for the lion in winter and she, uh, she was up against uh audrey hepburn for wait until dark and the battle of the hepburns it was called and yeah that was uh Catherine, of yeah. course one for her amazing performance in the lion in winter so yeah it's john like, barry score well yeah with that's great john a, barry score yeah it's, it's a, also my go-to christmas movie christmas with the plantagenets <laughs> yeah. hey. should, should we hang the holly or each other Great line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's good. All right. Question three. Happy Christmas, War is Over by John Lennon and mm. Yoko Ono was saturating the radio during this Christmas after its recent release. What Bond film opened the same holiday season? I won't give you options for this one. Can you tell me what Bond film opened the same Christmas season that John and Yoko's famous tune was hitting the radio that would be diamonds are forever john yeah, and diamonds are Yoko. forever 71 night diamonds are forever correct gentlemen you've nailed it well done number four here we go you'll know of rankin and bass that famous production duo responsible for a number of stop motion animation holiday specials oh uh, yeah absolutely yeah well As The Man with the Golden Gun was hitting cinema screens in December of 1974, what popular Rankin and Bass production had just premiered on ABC television? Is it A. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer B. The Year Without a Santa Claus C. Frosty the Snowman or D. Santa Claus is Coming to Town Uh, Go to Josh first for this. Give us your answer, buddy. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer Okay, that's Josh. Jeff, what do you think? Rudolph, The Year Without a Santa Claus, Frosty the Snowman, or Santa Claus is Coming to Town? I think it's The Year Without Santa Claus. All right. Rachel just got the the record for uh, her mom for Christmas. Oh, lovely. I mean, I want her mom to listen to this, but I don't want her mom to listen to this because I would (laughs) have spoiled that. Um, But she got the record the other day. (laughs) though. Well, I'll put it in the show notes, you know, this where to skip. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. The answer is The Year Without a Santa Claus, 1974. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer was a decade yeah. before that, Joshua. Yeah, show, exactly. In 1964. Yeah, it was one yeah. of their first. It was, yeah, I think it was well, even... Well, the only even, one that you yeah. mentioned, is, was Year Without a Santa Claus, was that stop-motion animation or was that traditional animation? 
Well, it's ranking it back. So I think it was stop motion then. I didn't say they were all stop motion. I just said that they did stop motion. Oh, because I actually, when you said that, I just immediately thought that it was a stop motion. But no, it's a cartoon. Oh, it's okay. That's why. That's why I went with Rudolph because okay, that's fair. Listen to the questions, Jed. You're wrong, but that's fair. (laughs) Yes, yes, Mr. Powell. Sorry, Mr. Powell. Hey, I'm still losing, Josh. You're still winning, bud. Yeah, so just have some fun. Number five, number five. (laughs) This is the final question for our second game. Tomorrow Never Dies was released opposite Titanic in 1977. Wait a minute, try that again. 77? Wow. Tomorrow Never Dies was released (laughs) opposite Titanic in December of 1997. There you go. Earlier that year, Sir Roger Moore performed a cameo in a Val Kilmer film. Can you name it? Oh, uh, the saint. The saint. It's okay. obvious. Yep. Great. Movie. I'm glad it's obvious. Great soundtrack. You're wrong. No, you're right. You're right. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it did. You're right. Just don't oh, mind. I don't. I don't still like arrogance in my classroom, okay. boys. So That's fair. Bottle off. Is it I'll arrogant name if I'm that, right, like, though? <laughs> That's right. Is it arrogant? There's also a Van Damme movie that Roger Moore was in as well. Quest. He, 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 the quest, and he has like a hot air. He flies around oh. like a, like Phineas Fogg in a hot oh air balloon God. and stuff like that. Yeah, and he also did Spice World about this time as well. It's uh, an interesting time for our friend. Isn't that like a Dune sequel? I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, guys, yeah. we're going to take a break from the quiz now, and we're going to introduce a different game. But let's before we do that, let's have a look here at how our Christmas challenges are going. Now, Josh currently sits on top with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Eight correct answers, but Jeff has got five correct answers. You're only three behind, Double O Chapman. And now we're going to take a break from competition, and we're just going to talk. So this is game three, the Bond Christmas Party. When the party starts and the night is young, go and find where the mistletoe's hung. And if standing there is a pretty miss, get yourself a mistletoe kiss. If she looks at you with her wondering eyes, just pretend it's a big surprise. You can find romance and a lot of bliss through a simple mistletoe kiss. Now, listeners, what we've asked each other is to go away and quietly take a moment to think about if each of the bonds, Connery to Craig, if each of those bonds was to host a little Christmas party and had to select a canopy, a cocktail, a song or a carol, and a game to feature on the night, what would it be? And so this is just a little discussion amongst the three of us Bond fans about what we think the Bonds would do if they wanted to feel festive with their friends. If you'd like to play along, hit pause right now or just go do something else and come back at some other time <laughs> and, and figure it out for yourself. A canopy, a cocktail, a Christmas song or carol, and a game. What do you think the Bonds would like to feature? And so, just to clarify, he said canopy, not canopy, because those don't taste very good at all. I got canopy. very confused one year, <laughs> and right. let me tell you, I was like, well, how is this popular to eat? <laughs> Why do people like, like this oh, catch up on it or something? Okay. Yeah, I was like, wow. I'm like, I really have not been missing out. And then I was like, oh, it's, oh, I get it now. Okay. Is that why so many restaurants have canopies over them, like for side <laughs> yeah, dining? Like, is this a tapas bar? But the denizens <laughs> just kind of just like you know just gnaw at the yeah at the, uh, yeah at, exactly at, at the awning. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> isn't the isn't the English language such a fascinating uh, language? Generally, such a fascinating thing. We and that's you know we've got three. We've got a canopy. 
We have a can of pee, and we have a can of pee. <laughs> Three different. Which one pee. tastes the best? I'm going <laughs> to well, go with, with yeah. number A. <laughs> well, let's see. Let's see what we've got. Shall we start with Connery, guys, or or do you want to yeah, just mix yeah. it up? I, to be honest, I actually I did my list because mm-hmm. I'm OCD in that sense in cr- chronological bond. Okay, that's just how nice I did. So did I. It doesn't matter. Cool, but I did it that way. <laughs> well, let, let's talk canopies. Let's talk canopies. Bond. James Bond. Sure. What did you think? What did you think, Jeff? What's your Connery's pirate well, feature? Well, okay, so for for Con- for the Connery Bond, I got okay. I made a why this is kind of a joke. I put a Scotch egg, but that's not really a canopy. I just did it because you know he's Scottish. Uh, but actually, this one made silly at all. This one Scotch made me laugh. Is I was like, I literally Googled manly canapes like what's the manliest <laughs> okay no i'm seriously i did and right, i came okay, up with yeah. hot sausage canapes but it's also <laughs> called the <laughs> man squares <laughs> man squares <laughs> so what is it what, what is well it? let me read you the ingredients okay, uh, one please. pound of ground turkey one pound of hot turkey sausage eight ounces of uh, cream cheese cut into cubes, uh, eight <laughs> ounces of sharp cheddar, uh, half a uh, cup of milk, yeah. tablespoon of oregano, garlic salt, Worcestershire okay, sauce, actually. Yeah. and uh, one loaf cocktail rye bread. Anyway, ah, yeah, cool. So, that, so it's all it's that, all like it's emulsified and it's kind of like yeah, yeah, nice oh, one. Man. Okay, so cool. I just like yeah, that's that's my nice. canapé okay. for Connery. <laughs> Gee, Why that particular type of canopy for Connery? Just out of curiosity. Yeah, canopy. Yeah, canopy for Connery. Yeah, it sounds like it's like a benefit menu or something. <laughs> Sean Connery needs help. Yeah, he uh, does. <laughs> yeah, he sure does. How many man squares can you eat in ten minutes? <laughs> can we make him into 15. a gentleman? It serves fifteen. So and so <laughs> yeah, a lot of man squares to gobble up. Yeah, there. is that? Did I just mansplain man squares? Is that it, what I just it, did there? Okay, cool. I'm okay with that. I'm sure I'm fine with that. Appreciate yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so for the Christmas canopy for Sean Connery, I thought you know this is something that he could self prepare in his little re- kitchen recess in his flat. Uh, mm-hmm. It's easy to make in large quantities. It's basic, but it gets the job done. It tastes more than decent, and it goes with any kind of drink. I think Connery would go for classic deviled eggs. Ah, that's you know what? Choice, I pal. was. Yeah, choice. there's yep, a couple yep, of yep. deviled egg recipes that I found. I, uh, also, it's probably one of my Connery's favorites. Bond. Yeah. No, no, it's fair. Classic it's fair. deviled eggs. This is the guy who likes his coffee black and figs <laughs> in the morning. Right. And and, and that's right. it. So Yeah, that's a great scotch choice. And you know what? What about scotch deviled egg? A scotch mm. deviled egg. That, well, wow. it's a bit tough with the breading on it, but... I tell you, Josh, I wonder if we were to take a peek inside that picnic basket that he and... Boo-boo. Oh, Eunice Gason. Sylvia Trench. If we were to have a look inside that picnic basket with him and Sylvia Trench, I bet you might even find one in there. You know, you might. You might. But he'd slap your hand before you could touch it, though. He would. Hopefully just my hand. Anyway, moving on. I selected for my Connery canopy... A scotch bonnet, hot pepper sauce to go with oysters. I think Connery's going to go for oysters. I was oh, thinking yeah. oysters. Okay. Yeah. It kind of, re- yeah, absolutely. Just kind of refined, elegant. Scotch egg you know, bonnet? He might not eat many of them, but pepper? but with the scotch bonnet. So I, I pick up on your little scotch thing there, Jeff. I think that was a good <laughs> shit. 
Right, guys, what about cocktails? I'll go first. Um, I think okay. that Connery's Bond is going to serve scotch and amaretto, classic Godfather. Mm, I think that's what it's Very nice. Be. Yeah, yeah. Very nice. Yeah, I like that. I see I like Sean Connery likes the basic pleasures. I think he likes gin, lemon, a wee bit of sugar, and club soda. He's having Tom Collins at his party. Mm-hmm. Okay. I wouldn't actually put that with Connery, but I think that's a good choice. I think that's a good choice. I I like them. So, yeah, I'm, I'm in. I'm all in, Josh. I'm all in. So, again, okay, so I'll be honest with you. Like, I don't think he would ever actually drink this, but I literally Googled, like, the strongest martini, like, in the world. <laughs> I can see there's a Just theme because, to your choices, Jim. Because, you know, he needs more hair in his chest. He does, right? yeah. That's how strong it is, right? Because, I mean, I feel like if he drank this, this is where he got the hair on his chest. This, okay. okay, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a Guinness martini, okay? And I know a Scot- mm. Scot- Scotch person okay. drinking Guinness. So this thing is, pff, man, it's... Tell me uh, about it. So two shots of dark rum, uh, one ounce of vodka, one ounce of creme de cacao, one cold espresso, three ounces of Guinness... And uh, shake, not stir vigorously. Um, oh, shake up, shake up the stout. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I just thought that was funny. I mean, what what an interesting yeah. difference between Josh's Tom Collins. Uh, oh yeah, the kind funny. of Godfather straight <laughs> booze, and then you've got that Guinness Martini. That's interesting. That's an it, interesting it does texture look change. Pretty good though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sure it would go excellent with like a Scotch deviled egg. Oh, my God, yeah. it's just. Barf I chose the Tom Collins because it has a little more of a fruitier flavor than more mm-hmm. stronger stuff. And oh, yeah. I think at Christmas time, he just wants to just let loose a little bit, you know? Just mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like all those choices. Oh, yeah. Well, Yours guys, if we move choice. on... It's ridiculous. If we move on to the song... <laughs> uh, if, most manly Christmas carol. I'm waiting for it. Anyway, if we move on to the oh, song... Oh, you'll... you'll um, this... Don't worry. You'll get it. I... I think that Connery, thinking of Connery's Bond, right, we want someone who doesn't take himself too seriously, is slightly uh-huh. sardonic, but still cool, has an air of the elite, you know, so I'm going to go Creepy? for, Creepy. Uh, yeah, well, I'm going to go for Is That You, Santa Claus by oh. Louis Armstrong. Yes, I'm preparing for some Christmas sharing, but I pause because hang in my stocking. I can hear nothing. Is that you, Santa Claus? I think oh, that's that good. Kind of playing in the background. That's good. Okay. 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 What'd you guys go for? Josh, go ahead. Okay. So I see Connery's Bond is that working class Bond turned to a civil servant. Uh, we know that Connery's Bond is the the paragon of masculinity of the time, you know, the uh-huh. Don Draper of his era. Mm-hmm. I, think um, I can here. see him a very traditionalist at Christmas time. So he's not into the, the, the froofy music that's out there. I think he likes a traditional carol. I think uh, God rest mm-hmm. ye merry gentlemen is hey. the perfect yeah. piece. Oh, that's okay. that's, a, Christmas that's party. a good, that's a good option, Christmas pal. Party. That is good. Mm-hmm. God rest you, merry gentlemen. Let nothing you dismay. Yeah, I get that. And so, you know, it's, it's always like, do you go traditional or do you go sort of fun, right? Like, that's yeah. the question. So I agree with you, Josh. Like, I certainly think Connery's Bond would attract 
the types of pals that would be more into that. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, no, that makes sense. So, okay, uh, disclaimer, I I may have the same song for a few of the bonds, but it's different versions okay, by no different problem, artists no no and done in different years. But All you'll right. see why I do this. And uh, so <laughs> Connery, and we know that Connery is kind of like fairly forceful, mm, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some cringy stuff that you know would not necessarily be allowed today. So when I think of that, oh. I think of a certain Christmas song, "Baby mm-hmm. Is Cold Outside." Mm-hmm. Uh, and so and, yep. and this yep. is fun, a little forceful, a little pushy. Yep, I'm with little, you. A little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so the original version, I don't know if you guys knew this, is actually Ricardo Montalban from 1949. Uh, but I didn't choose that version. I chose because I oh. feel like this, like, I could, it's not a bad version. I saw it. It's actually from a film. Um, but uh, I actually chose the 1959 Sammy Davis Jr. with Carmen McRae. Put some records on while I pour. The neighbors might But maybe it's bad out there. Say, uh, what's no in this drink? to be had out there. I wish I knew Your how Your eyes are like starlight to now To break the spell I'll take your hat Your hair looks I ought to say Just because it's kind of, you know, it's Rat Pack It's late 50s It's kind of like that, you know, because he's a manly guy So, you know, it's around that time frame of Dr. No You know, close by yeah, and it, yeah. I can I I see Connery's bod being like oh, yeah. Just listen to that Yeah yeah, so that's, good stuff. that's my nice thought process. Hey, that's, that's thoughtful. That's a good one. <laughs> now we move on to our game. The last thing we've asked uh, that, that our bonds oh, yes. prepare for yep. their guests. And I think Sean Connery is going to have a room decked out in tables for a full-scale round-robin battleship. I'm just going to go back. Oh, my Royal God. Navy. Let's go battleship. You suck. Okay. Can I take yours? Oh. Yeah, you bastard. And, oh, you know, I'm sorry. No, 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 it's fine. Sorry, no, no, no. That's no. a double deuce. Re- Do you know why I chose battleship? Your battleship. I just, <laughs> I just want to hear him say, you sunk my battleship. That's the, <laughs> that's literally why I chose I the damn game. Because I'm yeah. like, I Did just you want to hear him battleship say that. For Connor? I fucking chose. Ah, oh, snap, man. But I, good, but good brains. I also chose Twister, because I could see him while playing <laughs> Baby It's Cold Outside also wanting to play Twister. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Josh, what'd you go for a game, buddy? That's cool. Jeff and I were thinking the same. What about you? <laughs> I wasn't as uh, overt as you guys were for my Sean Connery Bonds game. I think they're going to finish off the evening uh, with a decent run of cribbage. <laughs> cribbage? Cribbage? Man after okay. my own yeah. heart. Well done. I can tell that my Bond in Canada episode really got there to you. You're thinking hard about this. You're thinking cribbage deserves to be in a Bond film. Good for you, Josh. I, I, you know what? I'd give up my battleship room just to see Connery play cribbage. (laughs) I would do it. There you go. You heard it here first, folks. If uh, cribbage makes its way into the next Bond film, you have myself and Joshua to thank. I honestly just want to... No. (laughs) I just want to see him play Battleship in the rompus room. Like, after he beats the crap out of uh, Goldfinger and just, like, Mm -hmm. has, like, the coolest Battleship game board ever. All right, guys, guess what? We've just been invited to another Christmas party, and it's being held by George Lazenby. My name's Bond. James Bond. So what's Lazenby's canopy going to be when we open the door? That's a good question. That is a good question. What what canopy? I think, if I'll start off, because mine's Mm, pretty simple, okay? 
I, okay. I think I think of the film, the only film that he was in. I think of it as snowy and romantic and, and hmm. uh, you know, bittersweet. So I'm going to go for chocolate meringue kisses, dark chocolate oh. meringue kisses. <laughs> See? Yeah. yeah. I was leaning towards chocolate flavored stuff. Also, but you'll see when I get to my point. But the, I okay. like your, I like your okay. choice. I like your choice. Okay, cool. Josh, you want to go next? Yeah, I think George Lazenby's Bond is trying to emulate Connery, but also try to be his own thing at the same time. So right. he's going to go for easy to prepare, like Connery's Bond did, but he's going to go a little bit fancy too. This mm. is the guy that remarks on beluga caviar and whatnot mm-hmm. after a fight. You know what I mean? Very true. So. I think Lazenby's Bond is a cook-it-himself kind of guy, maybe a little bit of a foodie, a little bit of a foodie. But I think anti-pasty skewers, like cheese, meats, Ah, I think think that would be his style. More sophisticated than his predecessor, just a little bit. Just a little bit. Well, a little bit more than the deviled eggs, yeah, yeah. I like the rustic sort of kind of uh, pedestrian canapes that you're going for so far. I'd see a theme in your offering as well. Nice one. Jeff, what about you? Josh and I are at different ends of the spectrum. So, um, I, there's one that I thought I thought about. Like, I found one and I liked it. It was called the, just uh, it's like just called a potato beef uh, canapé, but I call it hmm. bray. Like, it, I was gonna say I was looking for like braised beef because I was also uh-huh, thinking like uh-huh. Hillary Bray. So I just called the bray, <laughs> the bray, Hillary's bray potato beef. beef. But it, it it's 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 pretty. It looks pretty good. I'm gonna be honest. I with think you. that's what Ruby uh, enjoyed. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Hillary's braised beef. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. yeah sorry. Um, okay. No, 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 no. It's fine. What about Inside cocktails, looks- Jeff? We stole your thunder uh, there, so let's let's go cocktail no, no, for no, you. No, 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 it's fine. <laughs> uh, no, no, yeah, that's fine. Uh, so with the cocktail, and uh, actually, I went with a Toblerone martini. Mm, that's a actually inspired had two choices, choice. but uh, yeah, um, and just because not no, to, I'm trying to remember. Did you guys say that he actually was in a commercial for chocolate as well? He was fried. Yeah, yes. okay. yeah So I was. thought it was also ironic, but obviously Todd Brown because yeah. you know Piss Gloria Swiss chocolate. It's uh, and this inspired. actually does sound quite good. Uh, it's got chocolate sauce, Kahlua, Frangelico, Bailey's Irish cream, honey, double cream, and. Toblerone to to grate onto it, so that sounds fantastic. There's also another one that I chose called a Swiss Alps Martini, which is uh-huh. vodka, white chocolate liqueur, and creme de cacao and light cream. So I either of those of them would, would work. work. Yeah, yeah, and honestly, they and they look fantastic. What's the difference between cocoa and cacao? The pronunciation. Got you. Okay. I think that's what I thought. Yeah. That's what I thought. I thought it was just a different way of spelling cocoa, like from the you know have some. You read like an older yeah. book and they spell this word a lot differently than they do like today. You always notice those kind of uh, distinctions between older literature and mm-hmm. modern I parlance. think it's just pronunciation. It could be like regional. I, that's that's my take. But you know what? Um, hit us up on all of our social media and let me know if I'm right or wrong. Fact check. Happy us. either way. Kind of like Fact check the British the tire versus the North American tire. You know, oh, with a Y and an I? Is that what you mean? The spelling? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Both of which are available at Canadian Tire. Oh, now, Canadian if we can Tire roll on with an eye, that's true. <laughs> so it's probably not both available at <laughs> no, Canadian Tire. 
Anyway, uh, Jeff, not for the first time, buddy. Me and you are looking at the same sort of thing. I also went down that line for my cocktail. I just chose a classic brandy, Alexander. You got your brandy, your cream, and your chocolate liqueur. So I think that does the same sort of thing as the martini, but the martini is, is a little bit more upscale for sure. Josh, what's your cocktail, my friend? Uh, he's handing out Cosmos to everybody. Excellent oh, choice. The Cosmo okay. might return in a few in a few more bonds, but that's an excellent choice. In terms of songs, guys, I went for I went for a classic. Uh, it's not okay. a classic, maybe sung by the one that we most recognize it for, but I love Jim Reeves' voice. I love oh, his yeah. Christmas it, Jim, album. Oh, he's got a great, great voice. Yeah, I'm going Blue Christmas because his Christmas oh. was pretty fucking blue, and I think Jim <laughs> Reeves' voice has got that timber you know he's it's got that it's got that depth that and that sadness that elvis's doesn't even though elvis's is perhaps a bit or willie nelson's doesn't you know i think there's so many i don't know if i know that version but i definitely want it because i do like jim reeves it's a lovely lovely one i'll have a blue christmas without you I'll be so blue thinking about you. Yeah. So what about you guys? Josh, go ahead. Well, people, I think with Lazenby, you know, a lot of people would think he'd go in the obvious direction and choose Nina for his Christmas song, right? For his bond. But I think Lazenby's bond after OHMSS is probably triggered with PTSD by that song <laughs> uh, for obvious reasons. Yep. And uh, I would say that he's kind of an Irving Berlin kind of guy. Yeah, okay. So okay. You know, I think he'd have Irving Berlin or Burl Ives ready to uh-huh. trip the needle. So uh-huh, White Christmas, uh-huh. I think, would be the key <laughs> song for okay. George Lazenby Bond's Christmas nice party. Nice one. Yeah. That's class, yeah. buddy. Nice, nice one. May your day be merry and bright, and may all your Christmases be well. I like the way you uh, you executed that explanation. As yeah. Well. <laughs> okay. Cool. What about you, my bud? Well, uh, so like I said, uh, this may be a repeat. Uh, song, however, by a different artist, and I again, I tried to tie it in with the film and obviously uh, the bond. I did chose did choose "Baby Is Cold Outside," uh, but it's by Nina and Frederick. Ah, yeah, great uh, cover. It's, it's so good. Yeah, yep. and yep. I just and thought, well, it, you know, because they're both in the soundtrack, and uh, it's Christmassy. It's you know, um, Lazenby is a is a big hulking man. Now he wasn't as you know uh, forceful as Connery, but it still works. And uh, I don't know. That's what I just thought. You know, I found that version. I was like, you know what? Um, and there's actually a version of Baby It's Cold Outside with Louis Armstrong. But I was like, I think yeah. I, I I I chose the Nina Frederick one just because. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, but that's that, that was fit. that's my thought processes. But yeah. <laughs> Your hair looks well. I ought to say no. Mind if I'm at least closer. I'm gonna say that I try. What's the sense of hurting my pride? I really can't stay. Oh, you. Ah, but it's cold. 
also, Jeff, if you think about it too, if you listen to one particular version of that song by Nina and Frederick, I don't know if the one that you heard is like the live performance that they did yeah, on the, YouTube. Yeah, the 63 there is some, version. There is some great playful banter in that song. Mm-hmm. It's really mm-hmm. funny. It and is, I yeah. think they take a lot of the, the, I guess, the cringy aspect of the original song. They bring that down and make yeah, it they playful take it to between. Task, yeah. mm-hmm. They take it to task and they also make an unequal standing with both partners in the hypothetical relationship of that mm-hmm. song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so good choice. I think it's a lighter touch and it fits the George Lazenby bond perfectly. Nice one. All right, well, moving on, guys. I'm glad has your Laz- seal of approval. <laughs> in terms of Lazenby's game, uh, ah, the, girls, yes. the girls were playing it in the Alpine room. I think he's going to play it, too. I'm going Yahtzee. Yeah. Oh, nice. Uh, well, they were playing some dice game. I mean, I'm going to go Yahtzee. I'm going to think that's what Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, nice. I chose Shuffleboard. <laughs> But, but but at the same oh, nice. time though, but, and then I chose uh, remote control cars because then I was thinking like maybe he could put it in the snow or something and have a remote control car set. That's why that. I remember one Christmas <laughs> I got a remote control car so and they I. put it in the snow it was, and it died. Oh, really? Like it just, it just oh well, died. yeah, duh, stupid. It had spiked tires. I thought I thought oh, the tires oh, would work. Oh, I meant oh sorry, I meant like I meant like a, sorry when I say remote control. Sorry, I meant like. Uh, like a, a race. Okay, electric. Sorry, is what I meant. Yeah, because of like, you know, like the 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 rally car. Stock it, car uh, stuff, yeah. The, the, yeah, that's why I meant, sorry, I meant like the with like okay. a racetrack. Sorry, you didn't mean like. No, I, sorry, I'm wrong, wrong verbiage. My bad. Not yeah. at all. Josh, what but, game is yeah. Lazenby's uh, Bond hosting at your Envision party? Something engaging, but with a little bit of strategy, but not too much. Mm. I think a round of Monopoly. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Good shot. Good shot. I don't think he'd win. You know, but they're eating oh. their anti-pasty. They're they got their las their cosmopolitans, and you know they're just uh, having some imaginary fun with the stock market or the <laughs> real estate market. I yeah. should say. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. That brings us on to Roger Moore. My name is Bond, James Bond. Roger uh-huh. Moore's Christmas party. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can do three Christmas parties in one year, but here we are. Sure We're going can. to another one. So. We're going to Roger's party. Get your bell bottoms out. <laughs> I think Roger Moore is going to froof up his canopy a little bit. So I went for quail's eggs and with beetroot uh-huh. and horseradish dip. That's where I went. Oh, I that. think I found that that freaking. I saw that freaking recipe too. <laughs> so Roger Moore. <laughs> yeah, that's where I'm going. That's where I'm going. I think Roger's going to love the quail's eggs. Uh, that's funny. Yeah, with yeah. that little tangy, yeah. tangy zip of a dip, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I kind of went the same direction you oh, did. Nice. Scott. I got uh, serrano wrapped pear. With goat cheese. Oh. Uh, so you get light meat, mm-hmm. light cheese, slightly bitter fruit with the pear, but also that, dry and though. fluffy. Yeah. And I think that fits Roger Moore perfectly. <laughs> that sounds He's delicious. Dry at all, but yeah, I'd rather not, eat your yeah. choice than my own. Very yeah. nice. Yeah. So right, I said that as a joke I made I, for a Christmas canopy, he'd have a tofu yuck. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but no, I found. I found <laughs> So I fa- I found this I found this uh this uh, I looked up like the world's most expensive canapes and like they're like a thousand dollars like you ridiculous. know for, uh, yeah it's ridiculous so but I found one it's called Durstone Rock okay and so it, okay. it's ridiculous uh and if I can find it, it's a literally Durstone uh, what it is, Rock is that is that like a negative uh, limp biscuit comment or right yeah I know exactly. That was so late '90s. Sorry, guys. Yep, but. that's all right. I'll, uh, <laughs> that's why we bring you on board, Josh. You have that. Yeah. You attract those listeners. 
that's your that's your niche. You. That's your niche. Yeah. <laughs> I I can live with that. Late nineties. Yeah, not not bad. No, not at all. That was that was not a slight. Um. So okay. So Durstan Rock. So basically, what it is, uh, it's English goat cheese with parsley chlorophyll and sep mushroom coating. Uh, and it says, don't be put off by the secret ingredient chlorophyll. What one would traditionally associate with photosynthesis, in this case, operates as a superfood. Anyways, so I just thought that was funny because I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know, he's a spy and he, yeah. you know, he can do that. Kind of stuff. And he's got the money or, you know, yeah. he would find the money. Yeah, he would find the money. Anyways, well, guys, yeah. I, I'm, I'm afraid that I think my cocktail is a little bit disappointing, and yet I think it fits really nicely with what we've seen more do in the film. We'll be the also, judge of that. But, oh, yeah, I, I just went for a real simple mulled wine cocktail. Okay. Maybe with some Cointreau or some triple sec. Just mull the wine, get the orange that flavor nice. in there, serve it hot. Job done. I think because nice. he, has, he has some mulled wine. Doesn't he have glue vine with... Uh, Oh, I couldn't think of that. Yes, 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 the glue, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, I think that's what he'd do. I would go with that one. How about that's you guys? It's not bad. It's not bad. Um, I think Roger Moore, the swankiest of Bonds, you know, he wants some vodka for strength, dryness. Uh, you got a zip of cranberry and grapefruit. And it's a drink that, you know, one can kind of visualize him walking around a nightclub in his hand or being the MC at a Christmas party. I think the sea breeze. Yeah, picture either of those things, him walking around sea a nightclub. Sea breeze. Oh, Sea nice. Breeze. That's a good shout. That's a good shout. Oh, yeah. nice. That's I like great. it, buddy. Yeah, I like I that. It. Yeah. Judging by Jeff's expression, he also yeah. got my, the, the, the my angel reference. Yeah. Yeah. To Lorne. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Lorne, yeah. RIP to that actor. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yep. Uh, what about you, so Jeff? I, What's Roger Moore drinking? I, I chose a Thai bomber martini just because of Man with the Golden <laughs> Gun. It's yeah. definitely not a Christmassy, but it sounds great. It's got like jalapeno, Thai basil, simple syrup. Ooh. Chili powder, sugar, grapefruit peel, dry vermouth, and gin. That's lovely. Wouldn't you give a Thai bomber to uh, Darth Vader? Yeah, you would. <laughs> you Don't would. Know. You would. Be a force what about to be reckoned with. What song oh. is it? Roger Moore's background. What song is oh, playing yeah. in the background of his party? Oh, that's a good point. Um, are you asking me or... or yeah, whatever, man. I'll, I'll go first. I don't mind going I, first. Yeah, yeah, go, you go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that the one that just came to my mind immediately, and it hasn't really left my mind, when I think of Roger Moore, I think of David Bowie and Bing Crosby and the little drummer boy. Ooh, I good. just I just get that I vibe. About I get that, that vibe. That's a good one. Yeah, no, that's I'm just good. getting the vibe. I could be wrong, but that's where I'm going. I not think bad, that's not going bad, on in not the back. Bad. Mm-hmm. So uh, the did. Roger Moore Christmas party, as <laughs> I see it, uh-huh. the musical stylings, and you're, you're going to hear an eclectic mix of Christmas songs. You know, okay. you'll yep. hear instrumentals yep. of like Carol the Bells, Messiah. But I also think, I think Roger's Bond, I think he digs the Boney M. Long time ago in Bethlehem, so the Holy Bible said, Mary's boy child, Jesus Christ, was born on Christmas Day. Oh, 
that's yes. my he would of the he era. Would. Definitely. Oh god. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good one. I like it. You're. I. I. Yeah. I agree with you. I just. What'd you go for? Me, I went with uh, the Paul McCartney simply having a wonderful Christmas oh, time. What a what a tune. We're simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> because it's perfect. Because it came out the same year as. Um, oh, Little Mud Die. So uh, no. Oh no, Moonraker. Moonraker. Yeah. Yeah, seventy nine. Yep. That's why I thought I could see him. I could see him having playing that. All right, guys. And let's move on to what game Roger Moore's sure. Bond is going to yeah. have. Um, <laughs> I think he's going. I think he's going to have some fun party games with his guests. Oh, yeah. I think he's going to do Truth or Dare or one of these like <laughs> Never Have I Ever sort of things. I think that's what he's going to. Pretty do. much what I had. Oh, go go on then. No, well, I, one I put solitaire as a joke because you know. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Live and let die. But then I put never have I ever because I feel like ah, you have a lot awesome. of fun with that. He fucking or would, headbands, man. You're right. Or headbands. <laughs> headbands. Or dirty Pictionary. I'd say he could do all of those. Yeah. Boy, he would, uh, he'd kill it all. I those. think he'd be ace at all of those. Yes. Yeah. And he'd make people <laughs> enjoy it, too. No, I'm you sorry know? I chose three, but I was like, whatever. I, this, those, are, no, I could just, those are totally Roger Moore Bond yeah. games. <laughs> they are, man. Josh, where'd you go, buddy? I was a little less elaborate for Roger Moore's game. I don't know why, but I, th- I think, you know, after the festivities, I want to kind of chill down a little bit. So I think he's going to have some more era live and let die cigars to smoke. Okay. And he's going to share okay. them with yep. Felix Leiter, yep. with uh, yeah. J.W. Pepper, and yep. any of the ladies, Holly, if she wants to have one, Melina, mm-hmm. if she wants mm-hmm. a cigar. I would say they're going to play a round of poker. Oh, okay. Okay. Yep. Yep. That's interesting. I've never thought of more as a poker player, but I think that no, the, but I, the semblance of the game would... Re- yeah, I think that would work well with the, with the guests and sort of his entourage, you know? I think that's good. That's correct. Yeah. I feel if he was going to play poker, though, he would be working like the ladies in the room to have them be like, okay, so bend over... Uh, when this guy's playing, so then he's not paying attention. <laughs> I can see his cards. Like he'll yeah. he'll set this up before the game. He will manufacture a situation he would, where he captures yeah. what he wants. Yeah, it, yeah. exactly. Yeah, that's what. I- <laughs> or he'll use uh, uh, fake Fabergé eggs as collateral on the table too. Right? <laughs> yeah, he's like I'm all in. Oh my god! He's like, yeah, don't worry, it's fake. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, let's keep going then. Um, Next up is Dalton. Bond, James Bond. Okay, Timothy Dalton. Now, I think Timothy Dalton is going to bring a much more serious and refined experience for his guests. So Probably. I think that's going to start with the canopy. And I'm going with, mm. although Quail's Eggs is pretty, pretty fucking refined. I think he's going to go for something a little more hefty. And I think mm. that heft is going to be represented by veal. Veal stuffed mushrooms with parmesan. Oh. Very nice. Very nice. If any Bond is going to ask for a veal in a restaurant, it's Dalton's Bond. And I think that his Christmas party is going to show that. I think he's going to be that little erudite, that little bit more Flaminian, you know? I I almost chose a canopy with veal for him, actually. Oh, wow. Cool. What did you choose? My short list. I actually chose just because the nature of the, the ingredients here ties in with 
one of the films, and that's mm-hmm. why I chose it. Okay. Uh, it's Jellied Eels. And again, this is off that like super oh. like most expensive canopy in London. Uh, yeah, list. jellied eels. It's nice so jellied eels, right? Uh, and so it's a traditional English dish that originated in the 18th century. It's been given contemporary spin. Smoked Lancashire eel, uh, gold, uh, golden beet, and elderflower jelly is combined and modernized to this contemporary, to more contemporary taste buds. Okay, right. Mm-hmm. Ta-da! I know it's kind of weird, but I was like, I just want to tie it in with. Yeah, yeah, I can see it. It doesn't look that bad, but I don't think I would have it. Yeah. <laughs> Josh, where'd you go for Dalton? So I think he's good. I think, you know, on his travels, uh, Dalton's Bond, he learned some good recipes in Tangier and in Afghanistan. Oh, yeah. When when they went to pack to Karachi at the end. Mm -hmm. Also, he gets some helpful tips in uh, emails sent by Cameron Shaw. Okay. So I think we're going to have like uh, the concert promoter. (laughs) Yeah. With Nan, spinach, and halloumi bites. Uh, oh, halloumi. The, so you give you nan yeah. bread and you have spinach and halloumi bites to, to fill it up. Yeah. Easy to make, ready that's for bitchin'. guests to choose what they want from it. Yeah, that's yeah. It gives a taste of sophistication yeah. and kind of playing it real like Dalton likes to do. It brings yeah. people back to the Holy Land with the bread and all that mm. sort of stuff, right? So I see where you're going there. Nice work. Nice work. Not bad. Not bad. Okay. Well, guys, moving on to the cocktail, um, just yep. like the Bond, just like himself, he's dark and stormy. So I'm going oh, a dark and stormy coffee cocktail. Very, dark rum, that's a tequila, ginger good beer, choice. and espresso. That's what wow. I think he's going to have. Yeah. That's fair. A little, little spicy, a little, little bit nippy, a little saucy. Well, no. Also, and then that, a hit that of coffee and tequila. Yeah. I think he's going to let over a little Bond bit. film, so I think that's perfect. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to let loose a little bit, you know. Okay. I think uh, it's good. I'm thinking about you know what Margot was having on her yacht when he parachuted down there and stuff, and it looked like it to me. I'm not 100 percent sure, okay. but I think he will want to have his guests to loosen up and have some fun at the Christmas party too. So I think Singapore slings for everybody. Uh, oh, oh nice. there you go. Nice. Very nice. I've had one of those slings. in ages. Oh boy, yeah, I've had one of those in like 20 years. <laughs> There's a place in Toronto that I visited. It's called Storm Crows. Uh, it's basically a three-story building, uh, like an old townhouse, converted townhouse. And what it is really is like each floor of the building, each level of the of the bar is devoted to some sort of nerd fantasy thing. So you have like a sci-fi room, oh. a fantasy room, etc. And cool. all the drinks are catered to each room you go into. So like oh. in like the in, like in the sci-fi futurist room. You get like, for example, there's like a, a Blade Runners style mm-hmm. drink. Cool. Drink. Wow. I had. I tried Romulan ale. It's uh, <laughs> nice. It just nice. reminded me of that. Yeah. That's so cool. It was. It was really cool experience. Yeah. That's very cool. Anyway. So Jeff, where are you? What, what cocktails? Uh, up? So I went with the traditional Christmas martini. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just uh, two ounces of gin, dry vermouth, mm-hmm. a bitters, and a lemon twist. Yeah, I mean, fancy. I was I was thinking I was thinking going like there's a couple I there was like I went through like this whole like spicy drink thing, but I was like ah, you know what I think I'm just gonna go with that. Yep, good shout, Dalton. So, is, like, yeah. You know, he, yeah, yeah, nothing wrong with that. What song is playing at the background in the background of his party in your imagination, Josh? I think like Connery's Bond, Dalton likes the traditional classics. I can see showing up at his party and hearing the Coventry Carol in the background. Bye 
The Coventry Carol, lovely. Okay, right, very wow, English very nice. uh, for a, for a Welsh bond, but that's very good choice. I think. Very nice. Yeah, that's a good one. Well, I think, guys, that if either of the Bonds is moralistic and he's going to kind of get up your craw with politics and such, it's going to be this guy. And so I think that he's going to play either the 1984 or the 14, 2014 version of Do They Know It's Christmas by Band <laughs> Aid. I think this is going to be my, the... Uh, that's I can see Dalton version. throwing himself behind the mission, you know, behind the mission. And Bono will show up, obviously, at his party. Obviously. Bono's coming to every party that I have. Yeah. Yeah, All of these parties, Bono's invited. I just take that. It's funny. That was... I was going to choose that one. Uh, But uh, the one I chose, and I just... Because I thought, you know what? He... I could feel him liking rock a little bit more and just being a little more... And so this one's definitely a little more obscure. Uh, right. It's uh, the Jimi Hendrix Little Drummer Boy. <laughs> okay, well, let's, we'll look that one this, It's. Yeah, I don't know. I just felt like uh, yeah, nice one. I can see him listening to a bit of rock. It's it's different, a little bit different, you know. It's Dalton's quite, bond it's keeps you guessing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll go first with the game because sure. Dalton's not gonna he's he's not gonna put anything out there. He's not gonna set up a table. He's just gonna say everybody get no. in the fucking line. Extreme rock paper scissors tournament oh, knockout competition. That's nice. Dalton's bond. In my mind, he's just gonna say, well, maybe we'll sit around comfy fire. Maybe we'll have some drinks, but we're just. We're just going out at it, you know? Boom, boom, uh, boom, 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 boom. That boom. works. Yeah. I, I agree with you with, like, he, there's no fuss. Like, he's just going to have it, like, no fuss. Up. let's do it. No yeah, fuss. Yeah, exactly. The actor's actor bond, Timothy Dalton's bond, as mm-hmm. we know, mm-hmm. I think he'll have some amusement with some down-to-earth charades around the fire. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I suppose charades would, I would appeal like to, to the actor bond. You're absolutely right. Yeah, you are right. And I guess Moore could also play in the charades, but in a different way. Dalton would want to fucking oh, yeah. win. Moore would oh, just yeah. want to he would, have fun. Yeah, yeah, he would be hard to play against. He would be a pain <laughs> yeah, in the ass. Dalton's just like, yeah. sure. What's your pick, Jeff? Uh, I chose Spy Hunter the Arcade Game. <laughs> I thought, did you not pick that as well for one of the film festivals? I think one of the I amusements. Did. I think he did. That's an I, awesome I think choice. I did. But because I'm like, <laughs> there is even like a Dalton like Sega game, right? Yeah, that that's one, right. That yeah. Bond game, right? But uh, but I was like, you know what? I could see him just having like the at the time probably like the new Spy Hunter like just set up somewhere and like play it. Clever. Like driving it that and, is good you know like crashing and getting pissed off and like punching it and something yeah. like that but like <laughs> i don't know that's i just I was like you know what i could see him playing spy hunter that's so, like the one. peter gunn theme playing like yeah i don't know do, 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 also it's like my favorite well, game of all time but yeah 
Good one. <laughs> Let's move on to Brosnan, guys. We're almost there. The name's Bond. James Bond. I know this is a yeah, yeah. long haul, but this is this is good fun. So let's keep it going. Brosnan's Christmas Party. Um, for me, it's easy. Tuna tartare with nori chips. Ah, it's going to have that, nice. that Southeast Asian seaweed in there, you know, made making yeah. the chips. Yeah, I'm going there. Ah. Tuna tartare. Brosnan. Mm. Roof it up. It's so yum. Okay. Okay. I think we're going healthy, juicy, and fruity with Brosnan. So okay. I think he wants something good with most drinks. Uh, just yeah. very light canopy. We're talking cucumber and blue cheese. Oh, very interesting. Left field choice, but I think it works. Yeah, that does work. Yeah, I think blue that cheese works. and cucumber. Definitely the cucumber. I can see that. But now that you say it, yeah, that's a good one. Is that on toast? Like little toasts or what? Or is it? Yeah. 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 Cool. No, like nice. little like little crackers. Little yeah, crackers. little crackers. Nice one. Yeah, like um, the cars, like the salt, yeah, salt yeah, yeah. ones. Water biscuits. Nice one. Right, Jeff. Well. Uh, this is considered the most expensive, or I think this is considered one of the most expensive out of that list of the top 11, like, most decadent and expensive canapes in London. Mm-hmm. And it's called The Ring. And this is made of, and pardon my pronunciation, Ocetra caviar, one of the most prized and expensive types of caviar in the world. Um, it comes from the Ocetra sturgeon. And uh, it's meticulously crafted uh, in a ring as a throne for the most highly priced of food. It's pretentious, stuffs. is what you're saying, and it's and it, yeah, and it's a bit uh, yeah. metrosexual, a bit metro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I just thought, That's I just thought of like, yep. yeah, and I just thought like, you know, caviar and yep, you know, oh, and he's got so a lot of caviar in his films. Good one in his That's films. That's, That's yep. why I chose that. Yeah, That's a good one. Uh, I just went, Josh. For the cosmopolitan here with Brosnan, I think this is what he's going for. Just so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm on your back with the cosmos, buddy. I think they do belong in a Bond Christmas party. But for me, it was Brosnan that was serving him. So what about you? Very good. I think Christmas margaritas all around. You got <laughs> it's the basic ingredient. It's a it's an enjoyable drink to have. But at the same time, you get that jolt of tequila needed to keep the party going. Mm. Mm. When the conversation falters, yeah, nice one. Okay, Jeff, what's your what's your Brosnan cocktail? Okay, so I had two, and the first one is called a Tom and Jerry. Basically, what it is is it's um, eggs or egg whites, powdered sugar, brandy, and rum, and it's an it's served hot in a mug or a bowl, and it looks fantastic. Now, one reason I chose it is that it's actually uh, it was apparently. The creator was a Pierce Egan in the 1820s. So I was like, well, hey, it's even the name of the person, the same first name. Uh, and you can also use eggnog with it. Um, and it just, it looks good. I could see Pierce, like, you know, cuddling up with that. Getting into it. But the other, yeah. The other one I chose was uh, a martini called Mint to be Martini. Now, this one sounds pretty good. It's um, peppermint vodka, lime wedge, candy for garnish. Like, it's, it's fairly simple, but it sounds good. Peppermint is a good match for for Brosnan. I can I can I see that. So. Yep, I can see no. that for sure, man. Nice one. That that actually, yeah, the more I think of it, that peppermint <laughs> one is it's not just Christmassy, but it is Brosnan. Like I, I don't know why so many of our conversations when we talk about Brosnan is like kind of pretty boy stuff. And yet it is, isn't it? It, it just goes yeah. there. Because he's just such a, a damn sexy guy. He's, well, that's the thing. It's like he, because that's the thing. Is like he's not like, well, I couldn't do that. He's yeah. just like I can, you know. He's a little easier to. It's like he's like easier more to compliant. shop for. Yeah, more compliant. Hey, that's it. He's the easiest <laughs> bond to shop a, for. 
I think he's he a bond that men and women <laughs> yeah, can. That's it. That's it. Yeah, that, that, that men and women exactly can it. love. Yeah, I, I think a, like that's a good one. He's manly and smile. sophisticated and competent, you know, as he's portrayed yeah. uh, for for the guys to you know to get into him as a bond, uh, which is which is why he was given the big action pieces too, because he had that thing where he was always oh, a super spy, slick like James mm-hmm. Bond should be, but he also has like the Arnold Schwarzenegger double machine guns, uh, you know, happening at the same yeah. time, right? So. <laughs> And the well, women, though, dig him because he's sophisticated and stuff. And, and they probably have, you know, uh, what's the word? Uh, Fantasies? Carryover carry over from, like, <laughs> Remington Steel, too, right? Yeah. So. Oh, okay. oh, sorry. Yeah. Right. yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, guys, um, I, I think that continuing this theme, what are you doing New Year's Eve by Harry Connick Jr.? thousand invitations you receive. I think that's a, a two oh, or okay. kind of like a, a, a sexy crooner kind of guy. Not. Or if I do, I just don't know by name. But yeah. okay. I think he, you would good. recognize I see it. it. Yeah, you would recognize it. What are you doing New Year's Eve? What are you doing New Year's Eve? Oh, well, the now car- that you did that, I still have no idea. No, I'm the carpenters <laughs> have the carpenters have a really popular version of it as well. You know, just just dig out your old carpenters albums. Come on. Oh, of course, yeah. I have so many of those <laughs> as coasters. No, I'm just kidding. Anyway, sorry. That's where I'm going. Harry Connick. You- <laughs> no, that, that's okay, so- no. I, I I see where you're going with that. Like I get it. Like, Joshua. For the Christmas atmosphere, I think Brosnan's Bond is going to have a mix of old and new there. I think he's going, for example, to have Irving Berlin and, and uh, Burl Ives. But I also think, too, he's going to be having Michael Buble playing, too. Oh, uh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. But I think Paul McCartney's A Wonderful Christmas uh, Time. I, there you go. I think that would be like the banger at his party. For, absolutely. Spirits up. We're here tonight, and that's enough. Okay. It's fitting for a modern Bond lover of tradition, but also adapting to the, yeah, the, the, the yeah, you know, yeah, the kind of popular style. Yeah, mm. exactly. Yeah. All right, cool, Jeff. Uh, so I actually, I actually chose Last Christmas by Wham. <laughs> I, I, I just thought like he would probably be okay with it oh uh, I, I was okay with I, it I was thinking he might also like do they know it's Christmas uh, that was on the short list between those two I couldn't but I was like you know what I'm, I'm gonna choose uh, last Christmas yeah. he'd be into it he would just be into it uh, well guys the game for me is it's a non-starter almost it, it's so quick it's easy for me it's a classic murder mystery oh there you go that, that's for me. That's my impression, and that's maybe what I would like to see him host. But I'm going. He would be such a pain in the ass to play with this, though, because he would just like right off the bat, he would just poke holes in everyone's theory and be like, he'd just tell you right off the bat who it would be though. But he'd do it with a yeah. smile, and no one would care because you just start drinking and get drunk and then have sex. So like the, the murder mystery <laughs> would take like five minutes, 
<laughs> it wouldn't. It wouldn't be a long evening. It wouldn't be a long mystery. No. <laughs> no. No. Josh, but, uh, that's, uh, a, that's a good choice, though. What'd you guys go for? As long as a murder she wrote episode. Uh, yeah. Sorry, visual in my head right now. For his game, I think you know something that can be interrupted throughout the evening with dan by dance, dinner, drink. You know the usual interruptions. Uh, going off to places to be, you know, to have some alone time, that sort of stuff, uh, or one-on-one time. Uh, I would, and not really even care who wins. Something chill for a fun evening. I think Trivial Pursuit. Yeah. Oh, very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder. Uh, chose... Race is a good question. Does Brosnan oh, that... Bond care about winning? I think it depends who he's playing with. Yeah, I think that's I think what so. it comes down to. Yeah, yeah. Right. Cool. All right, Jeff. What's your choice? I chose Goldeneye 64. My lad. Oh, that's classic. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's. I feel like if this, was, if this was a little on if the this nose. This was QI. I would the buzzer would be going off and the screen yeah. would be flashing behind me. But I don't. <laughs> that's awesome. For Brosnan's Christmas party, they're going to use the Carver uh, Media Center in Hamburg with all those yeah. big screens everywhere. Yeah, and exactly. they're going to have the Golden Eye on the big screens, like all the that's the uh, yeah. the, the, the yep. multiplayer. Absolutely. And the only stipulation of a party is, is we are not. Not allowed to play slappers. Mm. Slappers is painful to watch Stupid and to slappers. play. Yeah. Although there'll be some people listening that love slappers, so yeah. apologies. Well, to you oh guys. no, yeah. I. What is slappers? I am a lot. Yeah, you do. It's it's the weapons. Yeah, but they're only... it's, like, it's just the hand. You run oh, around. Goldeneye. The slappers. slappers. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. You must still yeah, be thinking those about that annoy a long me. Time. It, it, <laughs> there's there's two types of people in this world. There are people who play Goldeneye. With everything but slappers, and then there are people who just slap. But slapper. Yeah. Right. Okay. I think we've learned a lot about you in the last 10 seconds then, Josh. You're a man of Thank of medium portion. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Right, guys, we've come to our last bond. We're sharing Draw today. a line in the sand somewhere. Yeah, he is. He is sharing. He's in a sharing mood, Jeff. You're right. Um, <laughs> we've come to our last bond, and the listeners will be grateful for that. The name's Bond. James Bond. This is the centerpiece of our Christmas table. It's our buffet centerpiece, right? Yeah. And it's Daniel Craig, of course, the Bond who's yes, just died. Yes, so, yes, yes, yes. Uh, spoiler, spoiler. <laughs> spoiler. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I think... The, I the think character, the not character. the actor, yes. just no, to clarify. No, 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 no. Long live Daniel Craig. Um, mm. I think Craig's Bond is going to serve a canopy of mini ribeye steaks with brie and fig. Oh, very nice. And I will say no more. I just hope you think that's a good choice, everybody. Why are you saying it like that? You don't think I'm saying it. No, I'm saying no more. I just, oh, okay. I think oh, that because my wife disagreed with me. My, my wife disagreed with oh, me. Oh, that's so, why you have that yeah. tone. Okay. I have that petulance yeah. in my voice because I think I'm right and Sarah was wrong. <laughs> and that's, that's that. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. You're going to listen to me talk this way. So he's just going gonna, gonna to edit like jingle bells in there. Yeah, yeah. This isn't passive-aggressive at all. Uh, okay. What'd you go for, Josh? Daniel Craig's canopy. Yeah, yeah. I think he's going to have it with a cool Heineken or other beverages. Uh, yeah. Pigs in a blanket. There you go. Ah, nice one. Yeah. Pop them. Very nice. Eat lots of them. Up that's, the Daniel, that's Daniel Craig. Wham, bam. Thank you, man. Yep. Yeah. It tastes good. It's meaty. It uh, does, this, does, does the trick. You have your beer. You know, you have your chat with it. Mm. Basic mm-hmm. stuff, you know. Daniel Craig is not putting on a huge lush party. He's inviting you over. He'll have whatever's on the satellite radio playing in the background. He's not really thinking about it. He has pigs in a blanket there for you because that's the best that he can do, you know. And 
Hmm. I wonder. If you're talking I, I, to kid, your pigs in a blanket, they need to be cooked in one. the fridge. You're saying you're having a conversation with it. I think you need to cook the pigs in the blanket a bit longer, in my opinion. <laughs> well, it's going to have the. He's going to obviously prepare the pigs in a blanket before the party and have oh, them ready for the party, okay. obviously. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, that goes without saying. And he probably, Josh, won't be hosting the party in his own flat. He'll probably just break into M. Oh, no. You think? No, he would just. I was going to say he'd go to Q's probably. and just mess with Or Q's. Yeah, good yeah, Q's. Yeah, or Q's. Absolutely. Like, so, Jeff, what's oh, he eating at your. What's he serving at your party? Right. Well, it's funny because I had thought because I found a, a bunch of these little uh, canapé recipes for like mini Yorkshire puddings or like beefy Yorkshire puddings, and I thought about that, but then I found one again, and they're so cute as little mini fish and chips, and they even come on like their own individual like fake newspaper. Okay, um, cool, cool, and uh, it's like a micro fillet of sea bass and. Uh, Aerated potato, potato, customized edible newspaper, yeah. The ultimate fish and chips. Uh, this is no run-of-the-mill fish and chips, and not something you'd likely to encounter at your local chippy. But, uh, oh. yeah. Edible it, newspaper. Uh, I don't imagine it is. Yeah. It's probably acid stamps, which would then also... Also, you know what? That would be... I then, if that's the case, I would then switch that into my game. <laughs> the game portion. <laughs> It's both yep. a game and food. I mean, really, we could just use a weed edible because then there you go, right there. We're in. <laughs> what about cocktails, guys? Let's let's finish up with Greg here. Good I went for the Negroni, you. just a classic little fruity, ah, but, but still manly nice. cocktail. Very nice. Craig yeah. serving the Negronis, yeah. yeah. Very nice. Just to open up the proceedings, I have him um, serving Mai Tais. It gets the party moving mm. with a fruity but potent yeah. concoction. It reminds everyone, you know, that this is an exotic drink, that they're on holiday for at least one day from the uh, MI6 <laughs> offices. Yeah. Yep. Right? Yeah. 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 So, yeah, my nice size, one. I think, works for him. Cool. That's good. I like that. Um, I chose uh, a Christmas martini called the Naughty Christmas Martini. Ooh, and okay. so it's very simple, but uh, I feel, you know, uh, Craig can be, he can be a bit naughty, uh, you know. So it, it basically, it's very simple. It's just, it's one and a half ounces of vodka chilled and two and a half ounces of champagne chilled. Uh, I mean, that's stirred. You're good. Yeah. I think. And it goes quick. Simple. And it's going to be drunk night. That's, that's a big drunk night, isn't it? Like. Oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Craig's party is going to be yeah, he's, oh, he's sloppy, At this point, he probably already sloppy. has an open shirt anyways. Yeah, that's right. Who and knows how long that coming stay back on. from the, the, right. the off license. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. And I was going to say, for when he comes back to fill up the martini, he's just going to walk right through the wall. He doesn't know I'm going to use the door yeah. at this point. Right? Why Why use doors? Yeah. Why Why would he? Why, why use doors? Yeah. Exactly. Especially if he's broke into the flat. It's not his anyway, so. <laughs> he doesn't care. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. All right, cool. Exactly. Um, Let's move on to the songs. Now, this was a sure. bit, maybe a bit yep. obscure for you guys. Don't know how familiar you're going to be. I think you'll be familiar with the song, obviously. But um, I think to honor his Scottish roots, plus it, it is a little dirgy, like like Craig is a little dirgy. Okay. I think he's going to play Paul McCartney and Wings' Mull of Kintyre, which is kind oh, of a okay. Christmas song over here. It is kind of a Christmas song yep. over here. I'm going to go okay. there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, like I see Craig as kind of a uh, you know because he was an or- he we know that the Craig's Bond was an orphan uh, probably in the in the late 70s 80s right 
I think his music appreciation years was probably late 80s and the 90s, right? That's fine. I can see Craig's Bond being angry. I can see him getting into punk. They've already used The Clash on uh, and Die Another Day. So I think he'll be into punk. And I think one of the great like punk band or alternative band covers for Christmas is when Jimmy World covered uh, mm-hmm. Wham's Last Christmas. Oh. Uh, Okay. That is a great one. cover. Cool. Women like it. Uh, internationally popular. I yeah. I think it speaks to Daniel Craig's Bond. I thought nice you were going to say the Pogues. Is what I thought you were going to use like a mm-hmm. Pogue song. But that, I that that's a good one too. I I I can definitely see where you're coming with that one. I chose. Do they know it's Christmas? Because I figured he's yeah. at the age who would have been like yeah. an early early teen. And probably appreciates Do They Know It's Christmas. Probably was a fan of a bunch of the people that were a part of that. Do they know it's Christmas time also, cool. it's my favorite Christmas. Cool. It's my favorite Christmas song of all time. So Is that right? I just need to throw that in. I think that song embodies the spirit of Christmas and just sort of like you know the charity of it all. It just it's just a big. I, I love it. I it, it is literally my favorite Christmas song. Um, cool by far. Cool. Um, it's interesting but how we all had nothing. very different different approaches to picking our Craig song, eh? And I wonder what yeah. listeners would would do. Would they, which of those channels would they well, follow, or indeed would they? get something different completely i was actually thinking of maybe even choosing something like a, a cold player even like an oasis for him because oh, yeah, it's like yeah. the newer but but i was like you know what i'm gonna go yeah. with the no, that's Christmas, a good one but. that's a good one <laughs> right guys let's finish this off then on to the yep. games and for me yep. it's an open and closed casino night that's what he's got going mini roulette mini blackjack mini poker table it's a casino night for the craig christmas party yeah that works uh, that absolutely works uh, I, I actually chose either um, Cards Against Humanity or the Crushed Ice Challenge. Like, you know where they... Yeah, um, Crushed Ice Challenge. That's really cool. I like yeah. that one. Though. Yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing Josh has uh, also selected Cards Against Humanity. Yeah, I was uh, laughing at Jeff's comment there because, yes, that's indeed what I chose for Daniel nice. Craig's Bond was oh, really? the Cards, Cards Against Humanity. <laughs> yeah. He's going to have Q and Money Penny and uh, M there and whatnot. Yeah. So, oh, he would have a kick either, out of that game. He would. He would. Uh, oh man! Just to make Q and Money Penny feel awkward, Q yeah, particularly. Exactly. I think that's Kirk exactly Kirk why you play that freaking game. Oh man, he would. That's exactly. I, that's why I thought. I'm like, he's totally yeah. gonna. Because he'd I have that they, smirk I bet on Dame his face. Judy Dench would be great at that. Oh, I bet yeah. she would. I think. She, yeah, I think she would actually blow everyone away. Oh, like yeah. the yeah. person that I'm thinking about right now that I'd really want to see play that game would be Helen Mirren. Yeah, and she'd probably kill at Cards Against yeah. Humanity. Nice. One. I know she's nothing to do with Bond, but I just think I just want to. I just want to see her. No, she of like yeah of the English actresses, she's probably the most <laughs> that is less pretentious. I guess you could say. Maybe. I'm not saying that. Yeah. Like, you know, they they all you know they put on a certain face for a publication. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> if you ever see an interview by Parkinson interviewing Helen Mirren, he treats her like oh man, he just he basically relegated her to a glorified sex worker in her movies wow. back when she was in the 70s because there was a lot of opportunities for her. So she did a lot of films where, you know, she took off her kit 
And well, yes. <laughs> but the way that he treats her in the interview is shameful. Like it's, That's... I was blown away at how, but how well she held herself though was really really good. So. Okay, guys, well, that's it. That's uh, the Christmas party centerpiece of our episode over. And now we're back. And let us know what you think would be fun at a Bond-inspired Christmas party. Indeed, maybe you're even having your own. Not this year, I wouldn't expect, with uh, all the restrictions in place. But, hey, maybe within the house and family, you are. Go ahead. Have your own wonderful Christmas party. Now, guys, it's time for us to return to the competition side of things. And in this Bond alumni in Christmas films... I'm going to invite you to explore the wonderful world of Christmas films with me, um, which have each featured a named Bond alumni. I am going to tell you the actor, and I am going to give you three options, one of which is correct, for what film this actor starred in. Okay? So, once again, everybody at home, I'm going to give you the actor. You tell me which of the three options is correct that that actor starred in. Okay. So here we go. And who knows? Maybe you'll get some inspiration for your own little holiday movie night by the fire. Mm, Possibly. Let's begin with Dr. Christmas Jones. Number one, Denise Richards. Which of the following films was Denise Richards in? Is it Love Actually from 2003, Christmas with the Cranks from 2004, or Ghosts of Girlfriends Past from 2009? What do you think? Is it... A, Love Actually, B, Christmas with the Cranks, or C, Ghosts of Girlfriends Past? I I'm think going it, with A. Your Josh is going A. Uh, I'm going to go C. You're going to go C, Ghosts of Girlfriends Past. Okay. I think it, yeah. One of you got it right, and that one of you is Double so. O Taylor. Uh, it's yeah. Love Actually. She played Carol in Love Actually. So Josh gets a We watch there. Love Actually every year, like at my family's, at the okay, well, family. Like there that's the Christmas music. You got Denise Richards, Alicia Cuthbert, yeah. uh, yeah, everybody's and another movie. person, like in yeah, that. Every, yeah, yeah like, everyone in, is in that movie. Yeah. The only okay. reason I just like, is that movie like, does it star Charlie Sheen? Because I'm like, it's got to have Denise Richards. That's Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, guys, all we're right, going to make it a right, bit right. trickier now, everybody. A yeah. bit trickier, okay. everyone. Please don't. Uh, I'm already uh, losing. It's Bernard Lee. Okay, Ooh. Bernard Lee. Which of the following movies was Bernard Lee in? Okay, now don't laugh. These are your options. Is it from 1965, Santa Claus Has Blue Eyes? Is it... From 1977, A Christmas Carol. Or is it from 1978, the Star Wars Holiday Special? Donald, I'm going with uh, sorry, A. Bernard Lee. Santa Claus has blue eyes. Yeah. B, A Christmas Carol. Or C, Star Wars Holiday Special. I'm going to go A. You're both going to go A here. Number A. Yep. You are both incorrect. He starred oh, as the ghost of Christmas present in the 1977 a Christmas Carol. Oh, okay. The only reason I went for A is because I know that he to, that was towards Bernard Lee's end, and he was not well at that time. Mm-hmm. So maybe I guess Scrooge was the last thing that he he could do, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But well, I know yeah. he was in the Star Wars Holiday Special. Mm-hmm. I know that for a fact. Okay. Well, <laughs> whatever. I just threw that in there. I was trying, you know, I'm trying to be yeah. nicer this year, guys. I'm trying to be nicer. Um, eh, trying. Here's trying. our third option. 
We're going to the wonderful Tiffany Case, played by Jill St. John. Which of the following movies starred Jill St. John? Was it 2014's North Pole, 1985's Santa Claus the Movie, or 1994's Miracle on 34th Street? Whoa. I'm going with Santa Claus the movie. Okay, Dudley Moore film from 1985. Yeah, I, yeah. man, I loved that movie. I wish to watch I remember. That all the. Friends. I don't remember okay. Jill St. John in there, but she could have been in it. But she then, could have been in yeah, it. Yeah, I'm gonna, I didn't know who she was. You know, to be honest, I'm going to go with Josh's logic on that okay. one. I'm actually well, going to go uh, Santa Claus the movie. John Lithgow right. was a badass villain in that. Yeah, he was a badass villain in that. Um, Josh's logic was incorrect. The answer is North Pole from 2014. <laughs> Look how quickly you've wow. been thrown out, there, Josh. <laughs> yeah, I guess she was Mrs. Yeah. Claus by that point. Uh, she was Mrs. Claus. That's who she played in that film. Yes, Mrs. Claus. Dingo. All right, moving on to John Cleese. Now, three options for John Ooh. Cleese. Did he star in 2021's Father Christmas is Back, 1994's The Santa Claus, or... 1982's Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence. John Cleese. Father Christmas is back. The Santa Claus with Tim Allen or Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence. I'm going to go with number three. Number three. Yeah, me me too. Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence. Yes. Mm, Okay. He actually stars. He stars in this year's film, Father Christmas is back. He plays Father Christmas. Yeah. You're both wrong there. Um, okay, guys, let's move on to the beautiful, wonderful, multi-talented double Bond girl, Maud Adams. Which of the following films was Maud Adams in? Jack Frost from 1998. <laughs> Silent Night, Deadly Night 4 from 1990. Or Midnight and Mistletoe from 2008. I'm going for the second one. You're going Silent Night, Deadly Night, okay? Josh is ringing in there with that, okay? Uh, I'll go for the. What was the first one? Sorry. Jack Frost. Uh, Michael Keaton's Jack Frost. Uh, what the hell? I'll go with Jack Frost. Okay. You are wrong, Jeff. <laughs> uh, Josh is right. She starred in the straight to VHS Silent wow. Night, Deadly Night 4. Jeez. It sounded like a straight to VHS kind yeah, of. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm pretty know. sure I saw yeah. that at Rogers. Like, yeah, so ago. I can kind of. And it was also like late, early 90s, so I can see that towards the end of her acting career, probably. So, yeah. Incidentally, um, you might want to avoid Midnight and Mistletoe from 2008 just because it stars Tom Arnold and Candace Cameron. Mm. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I know, right? That's a strange mix. On- or maybe that's why you'd want to watch it. I'm not sure. Um, this should just sounds be like a car crash. It's a, yeah. it's a, hall, well, it's a hallmark is, train trash. DJ is about as toxic as her brother in real life, so yeah. I would say so. Yeah. Right, guys, let's move on. Um, <laughs> our next Bond alumni <laughs> is Jonathan Price. Which of the following movies was he in? Was it Four Christmases from 2008, A Heavenly Christmas from 2016, or The Man Who Invented Christmas in 2017? Four Christmases. A Heavenly Christmas, or The Man Who Invented Christmas. Jonathan Price, Elliot Carver. I'm going to say Heavenly go Christmas. The... Sorry, Jeff? I'll go for the first one, Four Christmases. Okay, Josh is in with Four Christmases. Which I... one are you going for? The I'm going for the second option. The Man Who Invented Christmas. Correct. Okay, Jeff, you are correct. He plays Mr. John oh Dickens. God. And Josh uh, is incorrect. He wasn't in that one. 
So now the beautiful Jane Seymour is our seventh choice. Now tell me guys, which movie did Jane Seymour play in? Was it Jingle All the Way from 1996, Matchmaker Santa from 2012, or Roxanne's Best Christmas Ever from 2000? In which of those films did she feature? Jingle All the Way, Matchmaker Santa, or Roxanne's Best Christmas Ever? I'm going to say Jingle All the Way. Okay. Yeah. Cameo with Arnold. Okay, Josh, you're in. Mm, I'm going to go with the number B. Number B, Matchmaker Santa, starring Lacey Chabert. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. From Party of okay. Five. Party of Five. Well, Party of Zero, because you're both wrong. Uh, <laughs> it's Roxanne's Best Ever Christmas. It's an animated film. She plays the voice of Roxanne, who's a dog that needs to go find a good tree. Not for a pee, but to throw it <laughs> okay. a Christmas party. I don't know, man. Like, I really don't know. It's out there. If you want to watch it, go check it out. <laughs> Jane Seymour did in 2000. So none okay. of you get a point for that. Mm. Let's move on to one of your favorites, Jeff. Martine Beswick. Yes. Paula. Paula. Which of the following movies was Thunderball's Paula also in? And we should say From Russia with Love's uh, Gypsy Girl. Is it Santa's Christmas Crash from 1995? Is it Prancer from 1989? Or is it The Gathering from 1977? Oh, I'm going to say Gathering, 1977. The Gathering, 1977, starring Ed Asner. Okay, Josh and Jeff are both in for that one. Um, well, you're both wrong, guys, so gather nothing for that. Instead, is that Prancer? No, it's not. It's Santa's Christmas Crash. She played the voice of the lead girl in the animated straight-to-VHS film about Santa's sled <laughs> crashing in the desert. Some kids in magic camels get him flying again. That's what happened to Paula post-Thunderball. Magic camels. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Santa's Christmas Crash. Check it so out, 1995. Gonna, so they're going to be flying in the sky, and all of a sudden, like, it's just, people are just going to get like rained on by like camel spit? You're like, hey. Yeah, that's maybe what was used to get Santa back in the air. I'm not sure. But so far, guys, um, we've got, uh, let's see, two points for Josh and really? uh, one Who point for Jeff. Score. Well, right, guys, we have uh, two more Bond alumni to go through. Robert Shaw. Which of the following? Gonna need a bigger sleigh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Which of which of the following Christmas films featured Robert Shaw? Was it 1949's Holiday Affair? Was it 1964's Carol for Another Christmas? Or was it 1966 The Christmas That Almost Wasn't? Holiday Affair, Carol for Another Christmas, or The Christmas That Almost Wasn't? I'm gonna go. I'm going for the. First one. Me too. You're both going for 1949, a younger Robert Shaw in Holiday Affair. Well, that would have been a nice idea if it were true, but Robert Mitchum and Janet Lee starred in that one. Uh, Robert Shaw played in Joseph Mankiewicz's TV movie, Carol for Another Christmas, written by Rod Sterling, which was a spin on A Christmas Carol. Uh, fun fact, also stars Britt Eklund and Peter Sellers, two other Bond Alumni, if we're allowed to accept. Well, if you're like, yeah. Yeah, the non-neon films. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Number 10, guys. Let's have some good luck with this one because uh, two to one. I need it. Yeah. I'm, I, and I was thinking of having four options. Imagine how fucked up no. that would have been. No. Donald Pleasance, the first Blofeld on screen. At least the first one properly seen. Right. Right. Did he star in 1952's The Holly and the Ivy? 
1972's Home for the Holidays or 1977's Jesus of Nazareth. I'm going with the last one, the Jesus of Nazareth. You're going with Jesus of Nazareth. Okay, Josh. Uh, Jeff, I'm going to go with that one too because whatever I choose is usually wrong. So, All right. Well, you're both correct this time. Well done. Yes. Finishing on a, on a high. That's correct. He played Melchior, one of the wise men. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. So there we go. The same, I guess also around the same time he did Halloween too, I believe. Uh, Halloween yeah. is the, the, yeah. well, Halloween '78. Year so, after yeah. that, yeah. but 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 you're right. Yeah, yeah you're in the right. Well, guys, I have to say that although that particular round was poor, we only had a three to two scoring. Um, the overall scores poor were being if you close. keep score. Mm. Well, it, people really, like that, it, Jeff. You know. People like that. Okay, it's a fun so guessing. There's game. only a, it's a fun guessing game. Exactly. Yes. Though you've been most critical and Jeff has been most sportsmanlike. Jeff, you win that sportsmanlike trophy, by the way. <laughs> Josh, you, you, you do actually win. You do actually like win. The, Although it feels the, a bit... the Brick Game shows where I get like, yeah. uh, I win even though I had the least amount of points or something. That's why I feel Yeah, like it does feel that way because I don't think yeah. Jeff, yeah. Josh, yes. Josh really wants to win. I don't think he's he's got that competitive <laughs> he spirit. No, he doesn't yeah. really. No, so, I'm not a competitive person by nature. Okay. Well, with a total of 11 to 7, Double O Taylor does win that <laughs> fabled Christmas experiment. I think Mo- it's pretty close. 11 to 7 is not bad at all. I've- yes, it was a close close battle. A close battle. All right, everybody, ladies and gentlemen, everybody, uh, we're now moving on to a game which we call Lump of Coal. Each of us gets three lumps of coal to dole out to whomsoever or, or whatever we think within the Bond franchise for their poor work, performance, or decisions. So anything in the Bond films. And let's just do them quickly without much discussion and encourage our listeners to do the same. So let's go, Josh, with you. Share us your lumps of coal. Who are you throwing them to? Uh, one to Sean Connery and You Only Live Twice for <laughs> cultural appropriation of a Japanese man, <laughs> yeah. a Vulcan, and a Romulan. <laughs> cultural misappropriation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that's that's yeah. a deserving lump of coal. I, I agree. Would agree with you. Yeah. Keep going, pal. What about your other I mean, two? You, you can give, two give Connery more. You can give Connery worse uh, lumps of coal. He well, would have probably the most lumps of coal. And if we're going, <laughs> he's got the heaviest. He's stock. a bad boy. Yeah, he really does. He's he's a bad boy. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, my second one would be John Barry for that slide whistle in the Man with the Golden Gun. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't disagree with you. I can't. Yeah. No. You know, (laughs) that hornet jump, man, that was something else. Third. Third, die another day as a whole. (laughs) (laughs) Just the movie. That's that's it. (laughs) Exactly. Okay, cool. Give it to Barbara. Give it to uh, (laughs) and Wade and give it to (laughs) Michael. Give it to Pierce, Toby, et al. Yeah. I I, I agree with you. um, I'll go next then, I guess. Jeff, give you the last word. Yeah. I'll a lump of yeah, coal yeah, Christmas yeah. feature. My first lump goes to Madonna in Die Another Day. Um, <laughs> human, a human product <laughs> placement. The producers bowed to the power of the singer. It took you, and that film did not need more reasons to take you out of the film. She, she took <laughs> me out the film completely. And uh, it just total crap. Even Madonna fans, I think, should kind of be embarrassed by that. I mean, I know she was <laughs> at the top of her game there, but... The cameo was naff. It was cringy, and the song as well is pretty, pretty crap. I, I don't like the song. I get it's got its dance vibe, but my first lump of coal goes just to Madonna in "Die Another Day." 
Uh, I, I'm with you, Josh, but I think there are some things in that film, particularly the first 20 minutes, that are worth saving. Anyway, second lump of coal. And this hurt me a bit because it's a Raji film, but oh, Bond in space, Jump the Shark. I would. I don't uh, think Moonraker needed to go to space. I would have liked nope. to have seen him stay on Earth. And yeah, that's my second. Probably the nadir of his tenure, I think, that space mm-hmm. jump. So... Um, yeah. yeah, and my third lump. My third lump's really specific, but I couldn't stand it when I watched it the first time. When we did it through the Redux, and when we talked about it with Chris Wood, I really disliked those electricing helicopter things that kind of cut through the car and cut through the wharf and the caviar <laughs> fact. I think those things are fucking dumb. So, yeah, <laughs> three lumps of coal, man. That's me done. Double O Chapman, over to you. Uh, well. I was going to say die another day just because I can't handle the stupid, like, uh, the, the surfing scene or the, oh, all that too. Yeah, that was yeah. bad. The uh, parasailing, the parasailing one you're talking about, yep. right? Yeah. The Which, chase on the yeah. ice was well executed. You got to admit, yeah, like, the chase on the well, ice yes, with, the, with the, even the ice palace when he drove in there and stuff, like, all that was done pretty well compared to, like, that parasailing thing. Like, I don't know what the heck that was about, man. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and then I was going to say the slide whistle, obviously, I can't handle it. Oh, yeah, you're going there, too? And, sure. Uh, yeah. And also, um, Yefet Koto's demise. Oh, excellent oh, choice. Yeah. yeah, that was uh, really, really yes. bad. Yeah. And what's funny is I was going to say uh, there's a bunch of moments with, with Connery, and I was going to say if we could give him a bunch of coal, and therefore... Ironically, the song that I chose for him, he would definitely not be cold because he would have so much coal, he would be definitely warm. That's he would be because <laughs> yeah. it Maybe might be cold outside, be. but he's going to be very warm inside because he's got so much friggin' coal for being. Maybe a bad boy. got coal inside. That's 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 it. <laughs> that's it. Yes. <laughs> right. Yes. Let us know, everybody, what you think. Uh, what lumps of coal do, would would you dole out to the Bond producers? Uh, hit us up on the socials, like Chapman was saying a few minutes ago. Let us know what your least favorite moments are from the Bond franchise. I think we got to say though, guys, that you know there are several to choose from. <laughs> you know, it's it's not a, it's not a franchise without its problems. That's for sure. Nope. Yeah, that's for but, sure. Uh, do you guys want to know my other ones? The, I, I did say that I did one for each bond. Oh. So did you? Do you, oh, you guys yeah, want to on. know my, sure. my other lumps of coal? Yes, no. So for Daniel Craig, mm-hmm. my lump of coal was for Severin's death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good show. Yeah, she was rendered very disposable. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And yep. it was very kind of right. cliche, and uh, uh, it's a bit disappointing. It's one of my least favorite moments of Skyfall. Yep. Uh, Timothy Dalton, I give him a call for treating Pam like crap. Yep. And license to kill. Yeah. Yeah. Although he does, he does get with her at the end, so it's kind of like make it up to you, right? Like, I suppose wow. he does choose her over Lupe, but at the same time, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, for George Lazenby. I put for impersonating at times a block of wood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well done. Yeah, can't argue with you there, either, yeah. pal. Oh yeah. dear. So those are my other uh, lumps of coal. <laughs> We've got just two little features left in our Bond by Numbers holiday special. And this game is called Naughty or Nice. This is morally ambiguous moments from the Bond series, things that characters do which deserve or don't deserve punishment, and I just thought we could use them as discussion points and we give our opinions on whether they're naughty or nice, okay? So yeah, I just got five or six. good with the lump of coal. Yeah, I just got five or six here. 
to choose from. So I know there are more and listeners, I know you'll be able to pick out several that we haven't talked about here, but let's just start yeah. with, with yep. a well-known one, Bond kicking Locke's car off the cliff. And oh, why, yeah. why can't 007 get revenge or why does 007 get revenge, but Molina doesn't? Let's talk about that. Is that naughty mm. or nice? I think it's naughty. I think it's not. Yeah, it is. I, I think it's Melina deserves. He, she, oh, yeah. she does because yeah. she's she's badass and and she's gone through a lot. Yeah, like Bond. And I mean, if we go in, if we if we treat it like Bond, you know, he lost Tracy. If we're going through this whole thing, like all the Bonds are the same Bond, so that means he was married. He lost. He should understand what it's like losing uh, a loved one like that. Mm-hmm. So he should have given her that choice. So yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. Especially because kicking that car off the cliff is like saying my Italian contact that I don't really know is more important than your vendetta against yeah you know against yeah. your dead parents or, or I, I think that's really shit from the writers. Yeah. Josh, what's your what's your yeah. feed in on that? How do you I weigh in? I think nice. Oh, I think we have Emil Leopold Locke who escaped from a Brussels prison and strangled his psychiatrist, mm-hmm. who is a cold-hearted bastard. He doesn't even really show, like, sign. He's a pure psychopath, 100%. And I think when Bond t- tells uh, Molina, he says, before going out on revenge, you must first dig two graves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bond knows what the toll of, of, of killing people is, and he doesn't want Molina to feel that way. So I think it okay. could be argued right. that, you know... A, Locke's disposal was good for humanity itself. Uh-huh. Okay. And uh, look how he run down Liesel, for example. Um, yeah, that's pretty ruthless. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's Ferrara just on top of that. Yeah, he, I, I just don't think, you know, like he knows the price that, the, the life that he lives, and he doesn't want Melinda to feel. So I think he was coming from a good spot okay. when he did it. Do you know? It may have been chauvinistic. It, it may have been kind of seen as chauvinistic or, you know, he has no right to do so. And she has her own life and make her own mm-hmm, decisions. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think he was coming from a good place. Okay. So I think he was nice, but I agree with you guys that there are, uh, it's problematic about what he did in terms of her own agency. Okay. So that's yeah. where I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. That, that's good, that's though. I, I like that. I like that disagreement, that grain of disagreement no, that's we've good. got there. Cool. Yeah. Well, how about this one, guys? Bond throwing the tie boy into the river after he helps him with the fuel line in The Man that's with the Golden Gun. That's naughty. That's stupid. That's naughty, isn't that, it? That's, I mean, that's just, that's yeah, just downright naughty. It's not even morally ambiguous. It's just shit. From a, you know, we know how Roger Moore That's feels shitty. about it as the UNICEF, you know, ambassador. After he hated oh, that, but yeah. in the movie, even like, there's no need for it in the movie, is there? No, there's no need for it yeah. at all. But he lied to the boy about no, giving him money and then threw him off. So, yeah, like yeah. it's yeah. kind of funny. Like it is kind of funny, but it's it's. I mean, really to be not. fair, like he was being chased. He was being it's chased by people who were kind of killing, uh, tent on killing him. So maybe he thought just, you know, get the boy out, you know, it was a split second decision, you know. Sure. Mm. I, I mean, I, it's, okay. It's, it's I, the least kind of collateral I kind of damage. See, you I could see have. where Josh is coming from here, but at the same time, like I get, like I, I, I do, I understand that. But at the same time, I, it was a, that was a douche move. It was a douche move. And I, yeah. I, I just think the Overall, boy becomes a speed naughty. bump. He becomes a speed bump in the river for these guys. It's uh yeah, it's not, it's not, I'm True. going naughty. I'm going naughty. And, uh, yeah, I don't think throwing the boy out, Roger Morris Bond was thinking, I'm going to protect you, son. I think he was thinking, uh, I'm not paying you. Like, <laughs> away you go. 20,000 baht or whatever it is that you think I was going to get. Yeah. All right, good. Uh, we've talked that one through. Um, how about this You're one? You're a very handsome man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How about this, guys? Leaving Dominic Green out in the Atacama Desert when he could have brought him in. In 
Quantum of Solace. Fuck that guy. Is that naughty or nice? Oh. Nice. Nice. You, you think that's nice? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know what? I'm fine with that. He gives me Craig's some bond. To drink. It's, it's Craig's fine. bond. But, uh, yeah. I'm fine with that. He does. He deserved that. So I, I, I'm going to be the guy who disagrees with you there because although I understand it's 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 vision and I understand it's like you know it, it's value on screen. I feel like if Dominic Green had come in and been brought in, what he would have been able to, perhaps under duress or torture or whatever methods the MI6 wanted to use, what he'd you be think able they to would have got more out of him. It would. Have, oh yeah. Yeah. You're right. About oh no. Quantum you're right. I think that it was it was a decision Christ on me, selfish, yeah. which helped him characterize. So I get that it wasn't but. about a naughty or nice for you in that regard. Like you don't care what happens, to Dominic Green, regardless. Only that he's useful bit of information. So it's a very pragmatic take on your part. Yeah. Well, I interpret it anyway. I interpret naughty or nice. I mean, I think it was naughty move on. Yeah. I, th- I think it was kind of against the rules of what Bond should have done, and it could have helped. Mm-hmm. you know, national security to have brought him in. But I also like the scene. Yeah, luckily so. they got the guy that uh, tricked Vesper. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I guess that was that made up for that, I suppose. Well, I would have put this on the list, guys, but for the fact that our recent episode on Tomorrow Never Dies, uh, Redux episode, we, we got into it there. If you want to go and do the watch along, everybody, you can do it. We talked about Bond racing the BMW off the roof in Hamburg. In, into the dealership so we're gonna leave that one aside but how about this one bond using m as bait to lure silva because we know what happened but was it appropriate we know what happens to m and m seems to be okay with it to an extent but i don't know about naughty or nice but i just want to bring to the table i have a friend who like utterly hates the last act of Skyfall. Mm. He thinks it was just so stupid that Bond went all the way up there mm-hmm. and did that when he had all these other resources to protect them and mm-hmm. they decided to do this instead. And the movie kind of communicates why they do it a little bit, but a little in terms bit, of logic yeah. and writing, uh, for him, for my friend, this really ruined like okay, the last part right. of Skyfall for him. Interesting. So he would be a naughty. Yeah. Right. What do you think, Jeff? Yes. Yeah. Well, I guess it's kind of naughty because, I mean, in one sense, like, would he really jeopardize... Uh, M safety like that. Like I know, like I get why he did yeah. it. Yeah. Like I get it. Like I, it's a, it's a good play because you're like might make him kind of uh, second mm-hmm. guess and kind of not sure what's going on. But I don't know. I, I guess yeah. it's kind of naughty. But I could see, I could see why he did it. But. And it is. It- I can see though that Judy Dench's M would probably dis- if she did disagree with that strategy, she, I, she would probably have t- prevented him from doing it. Yeah, well, I, no, I, I think I think, I think she was right. obviously I think in agreement okay with to it. it as I well. think she was okay yeah. with it. And let's look but at where Skyfall is. She was willing to take like, the risk, and she, she was yeah, willing to get a risk, definitely. take the risk, exactly. and she knew that to get the, get yep. this guy, that he was that she was his weakness in his own way, yeah. and and that is totally revealed by the time that they finally confront each other, where she's still wounded, but he basically wants to have a murder suicide with her, you know, by the end of the movie. Yeah. So, plus, uh, to me, it indicates that she was gung ho for the plan. Yeah, it, yeah, I agree. Skyfall is so well so written. So, I'm between well. naughty and nice. It's yeah. quite well written because she is also at a place, her character isn't at the top when that decision is made. Her character is on the way out. And I think maybe the desperation yeah. and the way the plot has written her out allows her to take that risk, you know? So that that's a good one, but uh, I, I think that it's probably more on the naughty side than the nice. But yeah. nevertheless, yeah. Uh, okay, let's let's end this little feature, guys, with a recent one. M's Project Heracles. Then expecting others oh, to clean up the mess yeah. that you created through planning it. What do you think? That's 
I mean, Bond, Bond naughty. goes for it. That's I'm going super naughty. naughty. Like, super this naughty. would make international headlines for years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, this is, like, up there with, like, MI6, like, when they figured out, like, that MI6 had been infiltrated for, like, since the 40s. Uh, and, and when they were cleaning house into the early seventies, and like that, that like that's how big of an issue this would be mm-hmm. for MI six. This is huge. Yeah. So now this yeah. is definitely naughty, and uh, frankly, I, I just can't believe. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, so no, naughty. I'll just, <laughs> just simple. It's naughty. This is like the Americans giving the uh, Mujahideen like uh, weapons to fight mm-hmm. the uh, the Russians. Mm-hmm. Like it's not you know, dissimilar. It's that kind of a situation. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's the naughty or nice feature. We did have a couple more, but um, we'll, do, we'll just, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll, I'll read out this one and I'll just ask you guys finally what you yeah. think. We, Josh has already talked about Bond becoming Japanese for cover as a, you know, a, oh, as, yeah. a, as a potential lump of coal. And I don't disagree with them. <laughs> but, you know, it also warrants why bother doing that? Because once you infiltrate, once you infiltrate the fucking lair, why did he need to be Japanese? Like it makes he's just gonna go blow the shit up with things anyway. Yeah. Never, why do I have to get? And she spoke English all the time around yeah, him as exactly. well. Yeah. Like <laughs> even on like the boat on the fishing boats and stuff, they spoke English in front of the Japanese people, and the the disguise was terrible, so they couldn't tell. It, it's know? all dumb, isn't it? Anyway, like I'm pretty <laughs> sure that some of those Japanese people they might have access to a television and they might see, oh, he looks like Spock more than Sulu. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Well, everybody, it's time for us to um, wind down our own little BBN holiday special with our final game. And this is back by popular demand. Last year's Christmas special was such a crowd pleaser that i decided to do another round of would you rather okay so this is the bbn would you rather and i'll give you two options and we'll talk out which ones you'd rather do so would you rather have a tarantula crawl over your body like in dr no or ride zoran's jacked up horse when it goes nuts what would you rather you got to do one of them i hate spiders I know you do. Uh, they are really do know alien you. creatures on Earth, the closest thing to it. And, you know, like, I, yeah, I'm like Frodo in front of the spiders, you know, I don't have a Sam to rescue me. So <laughs> I would not want to be in that situation. Even if what Joe Rogan put me into it, you mm-hmm. know, Fear Factor, I, uh, no. You're going to ride I go for the horse because you, yeah. you might have a chance to jump off, you know? That's a good point. Yeah, or the horse might break yeah. your back, as has happened many times. Well, I was going to say, like, I feel like I might actually get more injured with the horse, because, and now, if but, I'm not mistaken, tar- tarantulas don't bite? Don't yeah. Like, they're not that, That's my situation, is that tarantula in the humans. film was not venomous. Plus it was, it was not glass. venomous at all. Yes. But, yes. Uh, uh, but still. I guess I'd go, I don't know. Because I guess I'd go with the horse, but if I if I could jump off the horse clear and not get trampled, I'd do the horse. I am uh, going the other way, guys. Um, I would let that tarantula crawl up and down me before I got onto a jacked up horse, like Inferno or any. But horses are powerful, scary beasts, and yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I've ridden horses, and that's fine, but I do not trust them as far as I can throw them. So I don't I, like horses, so I'm gonna let I'm gonna let that tarantula do its thing and hope that it just doesn't tickle me into some sort of danger oblivion yeah. oblivion uh number two would you guys would you rather be part of gustav Graves' entourage or 
Would you rather job shadow Scarpine, Zorin's understudy? What would you would you rather do? Hang out with uh, or be a sycophant to Gustav Grave, or job shadow Scarpine to ultimately work with Zorin? I think I job shadow. Would you? Yeah, Scarpine is, is he's pretty mean ass. He's pretty cool, but I don't know. Zorin it's would not be easy underused. to work for. Mm. No, yeah. yeah. Scarpine was definitely underused. I think if. Like, if they haven't made Mayday a big part of the movie as a henchman, I think Scarpine would have probably been more prominent, but, yeah. I think that Gustav... Yeah, that's a good point, Josh. That's a very good point. And I remember you saying that when we looked at uh, A View to a Kill. I, I think that Gustav Graves would be good far actor, more Patrick annoying. Buckow. He'd be far more annoying to hang out with. and to. But I think he'd treat he you would. better. I think he would treat you better. I don't think he'd shoot you with an Uzi when you were done. Like, I think he'd find somewhere, you know... Although he is well, technically Colonel Moon, of- so I don't know. Yeah, you got to find the lesser of two evils mm. between them. So, like, for example, look at their end goals. Yeah. Gustav Graves, Colonel Moon, wants to basically reignite the Korean War, and essentially, is what he wants to do. He, he does, wants to destroy. Yeah. He wants to destroy the uh, demilitarized zone, right? So then they can march into South Korea and take Seoul and all of that, right? Well, you only have to find Whereas, the lesser of two evils if you're looking at what the big mission, the big philosophy is. If you're just working as like staff yeah. for these guys. Who's going to treat you better? Your everyday isn't necessarily that big picture. Like, you know, we're we're not all sort of prophets. It also depends, too, because you could be in, like, the the entourage of Gustav Grave. And and let's say you're not aware of the big picture. Hmm. So I think if you're not aware of the big picture, I think Gustav Grave would probably be a better place to to work. Because you'll probably be in kind of his superficial yeah, that's entourage. I, yeah. That's at, what I think, too. That's a good point. You know what I mean? Which is protected Whereas by the British Scar- government and all the rest of it. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, okay. exactly. Whereas Scarpine, it's very clearly, I think, you know, that the guy is a... He himself is a ruthless individual. I suppose. Yeah, and you then don't have a lot of job also, security. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you exactly. You, uh, yeah. Because with Scarpine and that entourage, you're stuck there with... Not superficially, everyone is in on the know there. You're stuck with, you know... Um, Scarpine, you're stuck with uh, what's Jenny his name? Flex. Um, you got Jenny Flex. Oh, Jenny Flex. Uh, yeah. Jenny Flex. Like a bit of Jenny yeah. Flex. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's move well, away from that one. Uh, okay. Would you rather spend 14 months as a prisoner of North Korea, or be Sheriff J.W. Pepper's wife forever? Oh well, then you put it that way. <laughs> I do put it that way, sir. I do. 14 months in a North Korean prison, or Married to J.W. Well, 14 prison. months Fourteen oh, months implies you're going to get out of there. That's right. After 14 yeah, months, right? right. So it you're does, going to yeah. get out of there. That's the situation. <laughs> that's Which the Which is, no one has then, ever. But then you're, <laughs> yeah. But what if J.W. Pepper was a good husband? What if he was. <laughs> well, we don't think cause, he is. Because we have to assume, we have to assume then, like, in this hypothetical situation are we a man who's been, whose body has been taken over by a woman mm-hmm. or are we simply is it just another gender in this situation if we're another gender and he's a good husband and he's loving yeah okay you know i said wife because we saw just, his wife in the yeah. movie but if you want to extend that yeah. to to normative partner and imagine any scenario yeah. go ahead and, imagine any scenario yeah, uh yeah so i i don't see him being a, a bad man you know, like he's a little bit, probably a little bit bigoted. You know, I don't think she would mind that. A little bit, just tiny bit. Yeah. She, yeah. But um, I can see her being maybe more liberal-minded, but tolerant of his own thing, right? So well, I, I don't she's know. Tolerant of him, yes. 
Right, okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know. All it's right. actually a tricky question now that you get down to it. Well, yeah, but this is the whole problem with the game. I don't think... I think we have to just gut instincts and have some fun with it instead of trying to, like, de deconstruct what is actually mathematically the best solution for each of the options. Like, if we, if we can't Jesus. do that and do it in the spirit of brevity, then it don't work as a game. It's not like, it's not yeah, like a Dan Brown true. novel. You know what I mean? This is... It's this, true. this should be called the Josh's Bleed a Rock. <laughs> segments yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right let's uh, move away from that one then uh listeners you can let us know what you want okay shoot from the hip boys would you rather be harpooned like vargas or drop down the chimney stack like non-blofeld i would rather be dropped down that chimney stack because the harpoon me too quick yeah quick death well it's yeah the harpoon you gotta watch it and and you're like what? and you know you're not gonna die right away um, and so it really fucking hurts through the abdomen, I presume. Yeah, because you're like, all the stuff that I see right now should yeah. be inside me. That sucks. And although it would be frightening to drop perilously from above into the chimney stack, I mean, you're in a chair. The chair, too, but you're... the chair might might break your fall a bit. I mean, I, I know. There should be pain involved. There yeah. should be pain involved. Uh, <laughs> and it would break a lot, you're right. I'm, I'm just going to go chimney stack. What would you do, Jeff? Okay, yeah, I'd I'll go with your <laughs> with your train of thought. Okay, right. Yeah, I've really thought about this one. Um, right, let's let's make it a bit softer, shall we? Would you rather be under the mistletoe Fall with off? Irma Bunt or Rosa Clem? Oh. Mistletoe with Rosa or mistletoe with Irma? Why Lenia has a good vo a good singing voice? Absolutely, I'm talking about their characters. The vile characters that they both project. I would take Irma Bunt. Uh, I think lots of Lenya's. I think I would too. I, I think I would take Irma Bunt myself. Yeah. I think you're right. I think I'll go. Mm -hmm. Get myself wrapped around that uh, Irma Bunt. Yeah. That is a rock and a hard place. That's all I have to say. It is. But that's, uh, that's the nature of the game, my friend. It truly is. Yeah, Irma Bunt. Sure. Okay, Irma Bunt. Uh, what about this one, guys? Would you rather bluff your way through a lecture? at Sotheby's about Fabergé eggs or give a presentation on gold to Bank of England representatives. So this is not one for the faint of heart if it's public speaking you're afraid of. Would you rather bluff your way through a Sotheby's lecture or give a presentation to the Bank of England representatives? I could I could bluff. I could do the first part of this one. You, you could do the Fabergé bluff. Are we bluffing at the gold conference? Implied bluff, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Imp implied bluff, okay. In both, okay. Sorry, I didn't make that clear. In both situations, you don't know shit about Fabergé eggs or shit about gold. But you have to do one of them. I do the second one. There'll be less people to ridicule me as opposed to like an, an auction house. So, yeah. But I like Jeff's going too because I know more about Russian history than I do about gold. So I think I could probably make some shit up. Yeah. yeah. Better than I could gold. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's, it's a yeah, good one. True. It's a good one. Yeah. Okay. I myself would probably be not yeah. too bad with the Russian history stuff, yeah. All right. And uh, how about this one, guys? Would you rather leave leave your newly discovered child and repatriated love fatherless or live but never be able to see or hold your family? That was Bond's dilemma. Yeah, that's a tough one. In no time to decorate your tree. So what would you rather do? For me... I would rather live but never be able to see or hold your family because you could still monitor a relationship. You could still be a human being. Yeah. You could still watch that television and share sense. in Zoom calls. 
you could still do things. Zoom calls. You know yeah. what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. It's shit. Yeah, that, it's that, shit. But it's better sense. than dying and leaving them. But it's... And then, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's also meaning that there's not a rocket launch about to come at you as well, but... That also tells you how I felt about the end of that movie. But uh, moving away yeah. from that. So you're both going the same with me? You both agree with yep. me on that one? Yes. I agree with you. Okay, do. guys. Yep. Well, let's just do one more then, shall we, before we finish up our holiday sure. special. Would you rather be trapped for the rest of your life in Blofeld's volcano lair or Drax's space station? No chance of escape. Uh, Underground or outer space? You can't dig out. You can't get out in either place. Volcano. You're going volcano. I'm definitely going volcano. You're definitely going. Okay, cool. I'm definitely going space station. So tell me. Me too. You're going space station. I'm going space station, Jeff, simply because really? the oxygen would eventually disappear and I would be very peacefully killed, I, I expect. I mean, the air support system needs to be maintained. I mean, for the rest of my life. Yeah. yeah. Well, then again, maybe I haven't thought about that. <laughs> maybe that's, that's actually I was going to say, like, I feel like it's going to run maybe out. Maybe that. Maybe that's actually. Not, mind you, shit. the oxygen might run out you, of the volcano, too, anyway. So I'll probably die option. of carbon monoxide or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you do have the option of of like airlocking yourself though, if you wanted to. <laughs> no, you can't escape. This is it. You got to stay in one of these places forever. Well, to me though, like if you're in a space station, <laughs> there is an escape. You can break through the space station somehow. Yeah, and then you just yeah, explode. All right, and bring vacuum into the, into the ship somehow. Okay. I don't know. I'm just gonna go with the volcano. That's just my. But you love that layer anyway, so I think you'd like to play around in it quite a bit, wouldn't you? Yeah. Ride that monorail. Oh. Yeah. Christmas in the oh, volcano. Yeah, for sure. It's a lonely Christmas. It's a lonely Christmas. It's okay. I'll get my scotch egg, deviled egg, and uh, whatever. You'd have good food. You could eat the You'd piranha. Than I you, would. Could eat, you could eat the piranha in the piranha pit, too. Yeah, for like a week. You could live off those for a week. Yeah. But I think I don't know. If I had too many deviled eggs, I think I might cause some and, kind of chain reaction. Yeah. <laughs> well, piranha actually don't swarm unless they're starving. Oh, so okay, if, cool. if a piranha has, if the piranhas have eaten, they don't swarm until like they're starving. So, so what you're saying is, if it's, I'd have to give them a deviled egg. Yeah. Do you know what, guys? This this is the end of the party. This is just like all the parties, all the Christmas parties end yeah. like this. There's some three the fucking the morons the who hang around. The conversation sucks. <laughs> you guys just go home already. Yeah. The host is yeah. like, you know, scratching at the end. Yeah. This is us. You're trying it's to like figure out out of like the 17 bottles that are on the table, which one's yours? I know, and, and you still whichever got one you choose jokers. wasn't. And you're yeah. like, damn it! Yeah, this is my beer. Oh well, <sighs> well, guys, look, this has been fun. Now, I must say that the uh, the Bond by Numbers holiday special last year was the end of our season, but it's not the quite the end of our season yet. We're going to have a couple more episodes before we close shop for this series, and uh, that'll happen in 2022. But it will very likely be the last time we meet this calendar year. So from me to you, gentlemen, it's been a great year of podcasting and I wish you all the very best for the holiday season and to our listeners as well. Thanks for coming on the trip with us, all of our friends and uh, family. Lots of fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Lots of fun, lots of memories. Uh, You know, it's a great escape from, uh, you know, the real world. Yeah, and we hope we have offered that to you guys as well this year. So we'll be back soon uh, to continue our series, but we... uh, we will say goodbye for 2021 and uh, thanks everybody for listening and just allowing us to do this ridiculous thing that we we, we continue to love doing and uh, sharing with you. So that's it for me and a very Merry Christmas, gentlemen, and we'll talk to you soon. Yes, I'll I'm waving at the microphone for all the people that can't see me. <laughs> Bye. Yeah, take care, guys. Merry Christmas. Happy Christmas. All the best. Take care, people. <laughs> see you. Bye. Bye.